0: All right. Welcome back to Talking Flick, everybody, where we talk about movies and TV. With me here today, I have Ryan. I'm back. Can't <laughs> keep me down. I think this is the, la- the same thing that I said last week. <laughs> I think so, too. No matter how sick you get, you'll be back for more. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got Ryan sick since the last time I was here. No, so. <laughs> nah, it's, it's all right. I think some of the audience
1: members, they sprinkled a little Ebola in some of my food and they thought that it'll just incapacitate me. No, my dangerous ideas are going out into the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing's going to keep you down. Oh, so yeah. so uh, today, before we go into the movie, which will be, I guess, a little bit surprised, we're going to go into movie news. Um, so one of the big news, did you watch the Super Bowl at all over the weekend? Or? No, no, I was actually busy during that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was okay. I watched it. Uh, I feel like every year it kind of goes down a little bit more and more. <laughs> I know it's more of an American thing, but uh, people usually either watch it for the football or they watch it for the trailers or just the you know the ads in general. Or but, the halftime show, yeah, or the halftime show, which wasn't that good. Everyone was mad <laughs> that SpongeBob wasn't there. So yeah, yeah, as was I. <laughs> Everyone saw that on the internet. So, <laughs> but uh, one thing that had come out was the new Avengers trailer that mm. that dropped on the during the Super Bowl. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. So we had the new Avengers trailer, and it looks good. So, Does it? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the thing with those trailers is they'll they'll edit them. So they'll edit them. They'll take out certain, like, characters, you know, like they did with Thor Ragnarok. They took out – they edited his eye in. So it was mm. kind of like, you know, we found out at the end, spoiler it for Thor Ragnarok, that <laughs> <laughs> he loses his eye. Yeah, yeah. So, uh So we get that. We get the Avengers trailer. Um <laughs> Pretty much, I'm really excited for it. Apparently, there's going to be an intermission during this movie, too. At least that's the rumor because it's what? going to be that long. Yeah. Are so, you serious? Yeah. So oh, my I ju- goodness. I just found out about it not too long ago. So, which I don't mind because that's a great time to, you know, restock on snacks or go use the bathroom. But how long does it have to be before you get an intermission? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be over three hours long. Oh, so my goodness. If it's intermission, I mean, because the last one was probably over two and a half hours, you know, I mean, about or about two and a half hours long, and they don't give intermissions for those, so... Wow. I mean, with this movie, I'm fine with it being over three hours long, if it goes that route. I don't <laughs> mind it, I'll, you know what I mean, I'll take the intermissions. So. I don't know, man,
1: for me, already two hours is such a time investment, <laughs> but, you know, hey, if this is what the audience wants... <laughs>
0: yeah, it's what the audience will get, so, but... I'm a fan of those movies, so I can't wait till it comes out even in April. So well, uh, other movie news we have is we have the Halloween sequel, which is supposed to be coming mm. up and apparently Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be coming back for that one too. Did you watch the last Halloween movie that came out in October or You know better to ask? Yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it, it was re-
1: if it was released before the year two thousand, then it probably
0: hasn't Yeah, probably. There's <laughs> <laughs> a slim chance Ryan's seen it. So Um, It's all right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, like, really big into the Halloween franchise in general, but, you know... It's not bad, but I had a feeling they were gonna do a sequel because it made a ton of money. So, how many sequels has the Halloween franchise released? You know, now? I think that's honestly a, a whole episode in itself. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> you have, of course, the first Halloween. There's different timelines too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the Rob Zombie timeline. Then there's like the original timeline, which kind of like splits off. I think during like H two O. Um, there's the cult stuff that they have in there. Their Season of the Witch. And it's, uh, don't forget Jason X. Oh, yeah, Jason <laughs> X. <laughs> Has Michael Myers been to space? I don't think he's been to space.
1: I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope that's what happens in the next one. You have Halloween in space. I would like to see
1: Michael Myers and Mike Myers in a movie together.
0: That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other news we have is uh, Mad Max speak sequel. Apparently, it's not fully official yet, but I think it's on the way to going because what I saw is uh, World War Z sequel is dead, which I didn't even Mm. know they were doing a sequel. I think I might have heard about it like a couple years back. I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess David Fincher was originally supposed to do the World War Z movie, the sequel, but that's dead in the water. (laughs) But Mad Max looks like it might get something new. So, hey, that's great. I did watch. uh, What is that? Uh, Thunder Road or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it called Thunder Road? I don't remember what it was called. Fury uh, Road? Something Fury, like that. There's a, the, the one with Tom Hardy? or yes, the one with Tom Hardy. I did watch that one. Mad and Max I, Fury Road. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I really did enjoy that. I liked all of Witness me. Yeah. Just like- <laughs>
0: And then all these people were buying Mediocre. spray paint, and then just spraying their teeth. <laughs> I like how uh, I forget his name, Nick Holt or something. I can't remember his name, but I like how his blood boy is. Uh, is Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that whole witness maze thing right there. So uh, yeah,
1: I'm known to. To say that every now and then when something cool, when I'm going to do something cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just like the jackass videos. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, last bit, a little bit of movie news. I guess it's not really movie news, but the app we use to put this podcast out there, Anchor, they actually just got acquired by Spotify.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So, what? so
0: there was an acquisition. I got an email this morning and it was saying that Anchor's teaming up with Spotify or basically it was an acquisition. And now, Anchor is owned by Spotify. So, oh, I mean, as far as I know, um, everything's gonna stay the same. I guess if they said they would update me and everything, but with this pod, this is the first podcast I've ever I've ever done. Period. And I literally just looked up on the App Store, pretty much the easiest way to release a podcast, and Anchor was like the first one that came up. So. That's the one I use, and I feel like it's been pretty easy so far, you yeah, know. Yeah. Especially just for starting out. So, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of pressure off of me for being like a full time student. So, but that's some interesting news right there with Spotify. Yeah, so, we'll see what happens with that. I wanted to ask you Did you see Get Out? I did see Get Out, yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I heard a lot of good things, and especially after watching the video that we. Are going to talk about? Oh yeah, I really want to watch that. But did you see the new movie? the Yes, of the I think it's us there,
0: or. Uh, uh, let me pull it up. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's us, but I did really like Get Out. The direction I thought it was going in, it um, I thought Get Out was going to go in a different direction, but it it definitely surprised me, which I don't mind. But yeah, it looks like it's a uh, it's us. Oh okay, yeah. So it's, it, it looks really good. Yeah, don't. it does look really. It looks scary. When we were watching a uh, Glass in theaters with my girlfriend um, we got hit with that trailer so we got hit with the Us trailer which is really scary then immediately afterwards we got hit with that other trailer about like the Mexican folklore with Mm. like the crying woman I can't remember his name but that one's really scary too I was like why are there so many scary trailers in this movie and so (laughs) (laughs) well I don't know
1: M. Night Shyamalan is supposed to be, like, you know, that... Thriller. Drillers is what he's he's all about. Horrors and drillers. Is he? Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> a lot of his movies, they they tend to go in that direction. And even with Split, that was advertised... They surprise as a you. I'll, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it... Yeah, I'll put it that way. They surprise you, so... <laughs> but, yeah, Us definitely looks good. Jordan Peele, he's going to be hosting the uh, new Twilight Zone series that's yes, coming out, yes. too. Actually, yeah. I just saw that right here as I pulled up his IMDb. So, that looks cool. Yeah, I mean... You think he'll, they'll bring back Forrest Whitaker? He was in the... <laughs> <laughs> when they tried redoing it in the 2000... I think exactly in the year 2000, they tried redoing it. Mm-hmm. And it lasted like one season. So, <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty much it right there for movie news. Um, next thing that we're gonna go to is into the show, and today we're gonna be doing hereditary. Ooh. So I was just sure as you can tell from the title of this episode. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know what yeah, you probably gonna see it. already knew. It's not a
0: surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what this hereditary episode's about. All this oh, build up. It's about the room, or it's about <laughs> it's about national treasure. <laughs> so in this movie, or pretty much with hereditary, um, Ryan, what's what was your reaction? If we can sum everything up about this movie into one sentence, what would it be? What the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can curse on this, right?
0: Yeah, you can curse on it,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, man, my mind was blown. Yeah. You like... get one fuck, or two. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but what? I was already thinking, oh, this child's going to be a demon spawn, and she's going to be possessed and kill everyone
0: yeah and then midway through the movie sharp left turn yeah spoiler for this whole movie if you haven't seen oh, it yeah. seriously just turn us off and go watch hereditary it's really worth it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree yeah. definitely check it out don't listen to this even though you're like i don't care about spoilers no the for movie reals.
1: needs to be seen yeah. as please a whole. yeah
0: it's okay we got our listen we got our download you can turn it off go watch this movie. It's this ours. episode, yeah. re-download it. <laughs> <laughs> download it on your friends' iPhones, whatever it is that they use, download it everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, absolutely. Because I walked into this pretty much blind and I, I was able to avoid all the spoilers since it came out, I don't remember, or earlier, I think, in 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really... I felt like I enjoyed it a lot more because I walked into it a little bit blind.
1: And I haven't heard about this movie until Tyler told me about it. And... Same thing here. He said, hey, just go into it, not expect, not knowing anything and just take it, let it take you for a ride. And man, was I blown away. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's on Amazon Prime right now. And really, because when Ryan asked me, you know what I thought about it, it's just I kind of stood there for, you know, or even trying to explain (laughs) it. I stood there for a good minute thinking in my head how to explain this movie or how (laughs) to talk about this movie without, you know, giving everything away. And I just couldn't do it. And so (laughs) there's
1: there's so much to it. And yeah,
0: so many layers and just breaking
1: it down. It's it's going to be crazy. So this episode alone, I think it's going to be a really good episode. I hope you like our in-depth, our quote unquote, in-depth look of this movie. But yeah,
0: hey, we're just a bunch of guys on the Internet. What do we what do we know? (laughs) Exactly right there. So (laughs) so oh, man, so pretty much to starting off with this movie, we start off with we're looking at the miniature house. And I'm sure you notice kind of immediately how this movie's filmed. It all kind of looks like it's being filmed, like looking inside a miniature house, like the open scape of, a, of an actual miniature home. Yeah, so, man. The, yeah.
1: the what is that? The cinematography is great. All the framing so is good.
0: done really well
1: within hallways, windows, doors. It's nicely done. And it's very detailed. All of the shots, they have little details in it that, that. You miss on the first viewing, but mm-hmm. then you see like, oh, there's a symbol there or there's some oh, words yep. there. It's crazy, man. And it's uh, the way that everything is put together. It flows really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of, it's like what we were talking about with Glass and even just other movies. It really comes full circle and it's wrapped up in this nice little tiny present and with it goes, a bow on it and yeah, everything.
1: But the bow is... It's crazy. It's like they use something else for for ribbon instead of
0: nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and one thing that I really like, there's a lot of static shock, static shots. <laughs> a lot of static shots. Uh-huh. Like the camera stays in one spot and it's a big open room that's framed by a doorway and the characters are walking around. You know, they're doing things mm-hmm. within the frame and the camera doesn't have to move
0: a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of really good shots. And just in general, there's a lot of really good memorable moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. a lot of them. And it's kind of hard just to pick one. Like, even I was writing this episode out, you know, because we read or I read the script before we do it. It's just there's a lot of things. And last night I was, I was doing the episode. I was writing it out and reading the script. And I think I got to page 10 and I was just like, you know, maybe I should do this in the daytime, (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh,
2: yeah, man.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it really builds that eerie atmosphere. The, The sound direction and sound design is really good also. Right in the beginning of the movie, it has those swells and those little sound effects. And... It really promotes this eerie atmosphere of a house in Utah that's uh, isolated from the rest of yeah. the world. And then all of a sudden, it stops that. No more his creepy music until later on into the movie, yeah. which I thought was was a great touch. Oh,
0: man. There's a lot of things about this. So, I mean, we have that start off where it's that miniature home and they're showing it. And then we see Steve. And Steve is, I can't remember his name, but he's in uh, he plays in The Usual Suspects. And Steve is the father. So we have Steve, the father. We have Peter, who is the son. We have Charlie, who Alex is Wolf. the daughter. Oh, no, no, no. Gabriel Byrne. I just remember from The Usual Suspects. Yeah, so, Gabriel yeah. Byrne. So I think he's kind of technically the most famous out of all out of the cast, kind of. So, um, yeah. So we have Peter. We have Charlie. We have Steve. Um, Peter is actually from the Naked Brothers Band. I don't know if you remember that show on Nickelodeon. Oh what? Yeah, I was yeah. a little bit younger when yeah, it came yeah. out. And so yeah, so he's actually in that and he, he blew me away in this. Peter oh, yeah, the man. actor who plays him. Yeah, he did. Actually just everyone in general. Even Tony Collette who plays um gosh, why can't I think of her? Annie, Annie. Yeah, Annie. yeah so and, yeah. I just,
1: definitely agree with you. And uh Miley Miley Shapiro. Charlie, her yeah, she yeah. plays as Charlie. Man, she was good too. <sighs> creepy. Yeah,
2: super <laughs> <So> creepy.
1: <laughs> and how they made her up and and you know, uh-huh. gave her this appearance of just this this kid that looks like she's been through so much trauma. Yeah. Oh man, like Gosh. you felt it. You felt it. You felt that there's something up with this girl. There's something not right and yeah, you, you feel, feel uneasy.
0: I guess, like, throughout the whole entire movie, and we're going to get off all these side tangents, oh, so let yeah. you guys know, yeah, <laughs> just in general, we have so much to say about this. Just in general, there's, when I was watching it, there's all these kind of feelings of, there's something uneasy happening. Yeah. From the yeah. very first time we get that opening shot all the way to the end, well, obviously, all the way to the end, you know, it's just, there's always feels like before all, everything kind of starts, you know, shit start hitting the fan. There's something uneasy about everything that's happening. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> and when I'm watching, I'm like, you know, it's hard to kind of pinpoint what it is, but we'll go into a little bit more. Um, so, we have where Steve is waking up the family, or he's waking up pretty much Peter, and he's throwing down a suit on him. Yes. So, he's getting ready for a suit, and recently their grandmother, um, Annie's mom, has passed away. And so... And we
1: started the movie with that obituary.
0: Uh, yeah. We're, uh, we, we're at the funeral. Yes, we're yeah. at the
1: funeral. Yes. Now, I want to pull up what is her name? The mom's name.
0: Tony Colette or No, no, it's a... I think it's Lee. Yeah, it's Lee. That's their last name, but oh well, what... I can't remember what her full name is, but we'll just call her Lee for now. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, when we mention Lee, that's the that to, that's Tony Colette or Annie's mother right there. So, we're at that funeral and then Annie or Tony Colette, she basically gives that eulogy right there. Yeah. And she talks about how her mother had these secret rituals and quotations, these secret habits, just very secretive in general. Yeah. And, and she even
1: and a lot of the dialogue, very subtle, but now when you watch it a second time around, mm-hmm. or if you go through the script, you kind of see, oh, they're hinting at these other things. When she talks about, Wow, there's a lot more people that than I expected would be here that I don't right. even recognize your mm-hmm. faces. Yeah. It's very interesting.
0: Yeah. So I mean, we see that right there and a lot of things that kind of pop out throughout this movie too. And just from like a second viewing at it or just looking at the script in general is we have that that sigil or it's called like the sigil of payment. Yes. And yes. it's the necklace that she wears. I can't really describe what it looks like to me. It looks like sort of like a trumpet sort of, but maybe yeah. that's just me. It's hard. It's hard to when exactly a bunch describe of circles around it. Yeah, so but it's the sigil and it, it continuously pops up throughout the whole entire movie. And it's just something, it's something you ignore on a first time viewing, definitely. But yeah, already at that funeral, you see that there's a lot of people there that they don't even know. And you have that hinted sense of basically witchcraft or devil worship all throughout that movie. Like, and it really kind of shows in it because I think that's where that uneasiness really comes from. (laughs) And so they're at the funeral. She delivers that eulogy and then we get that first instance of Charlie where she's Basically sitting through the funeral and she's drawing in her notepad yeah and yeah. charlie they don't say what she has but she's i think she's mentally handicapped in yeah some i, I kind
1: of got that feeling too i they dance around it a lot they don't say anything directly but you would assume just because of her behavior and i, I don't want to put anyone in a box and i i hope i don't come off insensitive but the manner that she's carrying herself and the way that she's acting, where she's building mm-hmm. little dolls for herself and that yes. she's very standoffish.
0: Isolated um, and alone, she doesn't
1: interact yeah. with other children. So I'm not saying that all kids that do that are have some sort of men- mental handicap, but I feel that they were trying to go for something in that direction. And even the director... Hints, or he says in a in an interview about payment and and Charlie actually being one, but yeah, we'll go into that
0: later. We'll go into that a little bit more. So I mean, we have that where, and I'm not sure if they use like a prosthetic on her face or maybe that's just me because she looks a little deformed. And the real actress, she does not look like that. Oh yeah, at no, all. no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so no, it was all makeup and okay. and,
1: and visual effects that they okay did yeah to her so, and stuff. really made it. Yeah, it's really sold yeah,
0: it. it really sold that uneasiness with her. So yeah, absolutely right there where she's she's drawing in her she's drawing in her notepad, and you can already tell there's something off when it comes to Charlie in general, and you have it where she's drawing and Steve has her put you know her father has her put away her notebook, and so when her notebook's put away she's just kind of wandering throughout the whole entire funeral and she's eating her chocolate bar. And of course they ask her, is there any nuts in that? And she says, no. And so, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I felt that was a little shoehorned, but yeah, you know, it was like, oh, we need a, we need to establish it very quickly that she has some sort of nut allergy. Yeah, she's allergic
0: to nuts, and we don't have an EpiPen. Like- yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the, that's like parenting 101. If you know that your child has some sort of allergy and
0: is deathly allergic, yeah. like
1: <laughs> an EpiPen doesn't take up that much room in a purse or in a pocket or whatever. <laughs> Just carry it around with you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if you can get one at
0: Walgreens or CVS, but. Yeah, and if you could, I'm pretty sure they're pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it'd still be handy to have one yeah, on man. you. So. <laughs> you never know. There's, there's nuts all around, man. So we get back to basically Annie's, or back to the house, and we have it where we see Annie's workstation too as well. And Annie, she works with the miniatures. So she creates these miniatures, she creates this miniature world, and she has an upcoming art gallery where she's supposed to display this. And apparently there's a deadline coming up yes. that she hasn't really fully met quite yet. And kind of already with the miniatures, what I took out of it as they they represent control. Like her continuously trying to take control of her life yes, or yes. take control of the situation she she keeps on getting placed into. And I can't remember fully off the top of my head, but I think the title that the art gallery wants to give her exhibit is called My Life. Uh, so I think that's... I saw... I, I got Small World. Small World? I think that might be it. Yeah, so
1: I, I wrote down Small World and... I, when I went into this, I was actually pretty going about it very lightly. So I was like, oh, small world. I remember watching YouTube videos of people making small miniatures uh-huh. and stuff and people cooking. So have you seen those? <laughs> uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> well, they've got really big on but YouTube I know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, for whatever reason, they do these small cooking like with tiny pans and yeah. they, they make food for... Like a mouse or something? I don't know. I'll have to
0: look it it up. It's
1: weird, but that was one of the thoughts that came through my head as I was looking through all her miniatures. But yes, I agree with you. It gets hinted at later on about all the trauma that Annie had gone through. Yes. And from a psychological standpoint, Uh it would make sense that this is how she gets control of her Mm -hmm. life by taking all these different scenes, all these different traumas Uh that have gone on with her and and building them and positioning them the way that she wants them to be or how she remembers mm-hmm. it, so that she has a iota of control over that situation right
0: it's her coping mechanism mechanism right there yes, so yes. just how she deals with it so we see her workstation and then basically as that night wraps up she's saying goodnight to pretty much everyone and when she goes to charlie she starts having this conversation with charlie and when it comes to Charlie, you know, Annie is telling her that Charlie was grandma's favorite. And then that's when Charlie says, grandma says I was supposed to be a boy. Yeah, And so it's weird how they have this kind of sort of connection. And we learn a little bit more about it when she goes to group therapy. But how Charlie was grandma's favorite and how they have this weird kind of connection. Yeah. And yeah. so And she even <laughs> asked, Charlie even asked, you know, who's going to take care of me? you know yeah which of, is kind of a slap to the face of the mom <laughs> of the mom but in all honest like watching this the parents well at least with the mom she doesn't they don't seem to be there for charlie because of, yeah yeah because i don't know if she, because of her mental handicap or whatever it is they don't really seem to be fully like hands-on with her because they don't even replace an epipen for her mm. and so or even have one on her or keep one on her on themselves for her but so when i first watched this movie again i thought that that
1: charlie was going to get possessed and kill yeah. the family and when she says I-, I thought it was a bit of clairvoyance like a mm-hmm. foreshadowing that charlie is asking this question well, who's going to take care of me when you die yeah. as if
0: uh oh annie you're next on yeah, the list like- <laughs> he's gonna be gone <laughs> so next on the list so we have it where she's saying goodnight night and she's done talking to charlie Um, she says goodnight to Peter and you can already tell that they have like this awkward kind of conversation when they say goodnight. And this was in the script. I can't remember if it was in the movie, but when they're saying goodnight to each other, at least in the script, Peter says, I'm sorry about your mom. He says that to his own Mm. mother. And then she says, I'm sorry about your grandma because they're very, they're very distant from each other. Mm. And so they, they have this very weird, they have a very distant and troubled relationship with peter and i don't remember that but i think it might have just been in the (laughs) script so (laughs) so that's a comparison
1: for you guys so one thing that was in the deleted scenes that i didn't get Mm -hmm. to watch but i was able to find out from just doing some reading was that peter oh no not peter um Oh no, you, I'm sorry. You're talking about Peter the the son and yeah, the Peter. Naked Brothers band. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking of Steve. Oh, Steve okay, and yeah. Annie. Okay. <laughs> Continue with yourself. Yeah.
0: Song. So um, so that looks like it was kind of a cup comparison, but I like how that shows just how distant they are from each other. Just yeah, kind of like yeah. I'm sorry about you know, I'm yeah, sorry yeah, about your no,
1: mom. That wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah so yeah.
0: and even later like kinda of in that script. Peter and the grandma they don't have a loving relationship Peter and the grandma Peter and and his mom they don't really have a loving relationship all throughout it and so as Annie's saying goodnight to everyone she goes to kind of close up her workshop and then when she shuts off the lights that's when she sees she sees her mom yeah in the dark and it looks like her mom is smiling and
1: like, I can't remember. Oh man, I was peeking through my fingers uh, during that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it was it was creepy. And also, again, great sound design. The music was swelling up. It's that eerie thing. Uh-huh. Then she hits the lights, complete silence. Yeah. The, the, the mom is no longer there. She looks around her workstation and then she
0: sees the diorama mm. of her, like, breastfeeding. Her, her yeah. breastfeeding, Charlie. And because she had to breastfeed, she had to feed Charlie herself, yeah, yeah.
1: And then she just turns around to the camera. So, in that diorama, I I was a little confused is it the grandma that's in uh, that's breastfeeding Charlie and then the mom is standing there, or is it the mom breastfeeding Charlie and the grandma standing there? I think
0: it's where the mom's breastfeeding Charlie and grandma's getting ready to take over, which is already kind of just weird in general. Either way, it's kind of weird, weird. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we, and I like how when they showed the mom in that scene, it's kind of like a jump scare, but not really, because yeah. they kind of they hone on it for a long time. Yeah, and they where, let it linger. Yeah, yeah, they let it linger right there. And at this point, when we're watching the movie where I'm watching with my mom and my girlfriend. My girlfriend screams out, you know, she says, oh, fuck, like really loud. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so We have it where she goes back to bed. She goes back to bed with Steve and, you know, she kind of starts to bring up a little bit that she just scared herself in her, in her bedroom or in her workstation. Yeah. And then she just doesn't really bring it up that she thought she saw her mom. She just leaves it as that because um, they don't really fully tell it, but there's a hint that she has some sort of mental illness because, yeah, even because there's a long range of mental illness that runs in her family in general.
1: Yeah. And again, another one of those possible themes for what hereditary means
0: exactly yeah. yeah
1: so is is this mental illness being passed on from the grandmother to to annie and possibly peter yeah or, or charlie yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely yeah. charlie so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> i i it's <laughs> it's it's crazy and what is that the uh annie during the funeral Mm -hmm. she kind of passes it off as a mental illness she even mentions that she has did or was that for the brother that he had did yeah
0: so uh it's where she mentioned and she brings it up again like in group therapy yes yes so we won't jump exactly into that scene but in group therapy she talks about how her mother has uh did and then she also had dementia too as well yes and then her father actually starved himself so he wouldn't eat her father starved himself as annie was a baby And her brother, who was schizophrenic, hanged himself and in the suicide note, blamed their mother, blamed uh, Lee, saying that she put people inside of him. Yeah. And so that's kind of where that long, strange of mental illness comes in, where, you know, you kind of and even when I was watching this for that first time, I'm thinking, like, is this just a mental illness route? You know, because, you know, maybe these people are just sick because it really is kind of Charlie Peter, and even Annie, who are the most affected by everything. And then you have Steve, who's trying to... He's just trying to hold everything together. <laughs> yeah, he's, man. Yeah, I, I love he's Steve. He's really Davis. trying, yeah. yeah. He's <coughs> hes trying to do everything he can to kind of hold himself... You know, to hold himself together, but hold the family together, too, as well. So, one thing that I
1: found out that Steve is actually a psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah, And this is something that they actually cut from the movie mm-hmm. that... Uh, that you find in one of the interviews with the actors that Mm -hmm. apparently, this is how they filmed it. This is not how the story went, but apparently Annie and, and Steven, they were, uh, they were, Annie was a patient of Stevens, and yeah. then they developed a relationship uh-huh. and then got married. And that's a big no no
0: in yeah. the whole medical world. <laughs> that's kind of what I felt because when I was when I was reading over the script, they mentioned how because I got the feeling he was a doctor in the movie. Yeah. So I had that feeling he was a doctor, but in that script, that's when it comes. You know, it's made known that he's a psychiatrist because he tries getting. He knows Annie's doctor. He one of his doctors. Yeah, one of yeah. and his doctors is his colleagues, and then when he tries to get his son help, he tries to get his son help in the script too. That's another co- comparison yeah. Um to see someone he offers one of his colleagues too. So and they make they make subtle hints that he is a psychiatrist. They don't yeah. say full
1: blown that he is one, but knowing that after seeing the movie, I understand why he's doing the things that he's doing. That he's right. a little more standoffish because being a psychiatrist, you want to be able to. Like Mm -hmm. allow that person to come to the conclusions that they need to in order for them to Mm -hmm. get better. And the role of psychiatrist is to help guide them. So that's why he's a little standoffish. And plus, the the movie, the director, what is his name?
0: Ari Aster. Yeah, Ari Aster.
1: He wanted to hone in and focus on the female bloodline, the hereditary thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the focus is on Annie. On Charlie, on um Peter. Yeah, and Peter. Naked Brothers <laughs> bands. <laughs> that same bloodline. Uh-huh. And and the mother and Joan too. Like there's yeah. the, the women are strong leads in this movie and it's very evident.
0: Yeah, absolutely right there. So I mean we cut to that next after they're done saying goodnight and everything and Annie he sees her mother. We cut to that pretty much that next morning where Peter's at school. So Peter's just kind of at school and Peter's a stoner kid. So he just <laughs> yeah. likes to get he just likes to get high. He's doing his own thing. He wasn't really troubled by his grandmother passing because they weren't close at all. And plus, she was already older in general. And during the whole, when he's sitting at school and not really paying attention, they're talking about Heracles or Hercules and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, they keep on talking about it and he's not really paying attention at all. And kind of the main hints are getting thrown down. And what I like about it is during this lecture, they're saying basically what's kind of happening in this movie. Yeah, yeah. They refuse, basically, they refuse to look at all the signs that are literally being handed to them, which is something that's said in the classroom, at least in the script it is. So that's something that's that's said in the classroom. And And one of the signs is the sigil that's kind of placed everywhere throughout the whole entire movie. And another thing that's kind of added in that scene is, you know, they're asking if it's, is it more tragic, if it's inevitable? And that's where they kind of respond, like, there's no hope and they never had any hope, where it kind of relates to fate, where... There's something that's happening between this family, this family trauma, but there's a bigger picture that's kind of behind it and sort of causing it too as well. So, oh man, there's, there's, I want to jump around so much. I know it's so (laughs) hard, but (laughs) because
1: because everything is so interwoven together and when you see the big picture,
0: you're like, oh my goodness. It's that beautiful present box of nightmares. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So,
1: but he was, he was checking mm -hmm. out the girl's butt. Oh, he was just staring
0: straight at (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's just the stoner kid trying yeah, to get through high school stoner yeah <laughs> so anyways so we have where they're, they're talking about the heracles story you know it's a lecture that you're trying to go through they're in high school and then we kind of cut to where charlie's in class and mm. so in the script it says that she's in a special needs class so she's with her other special needs she's oh, okay. working right. with some sort of toy or some sort of thing that she yeah one of the with. things
1: that she's she's she plays with throughout the, the movie or yeah. throughout the time that she's in the movie uh-huh she's just making little sculptures or little dolls or little toys yeah one big thing also in the she has her drawing pad that she uh-huh. makes all these different drawings on and stuff and it kind of uh it, this is the part this is the portion in the movie where that bird hits the the window is that correct
0: yeah, so that's a part where the bird just hits straight into
1: it. Yeah, there was yeah. a, a foreshadowing right before that, and even to towards the end of the movie, that she draws in her little drawing pad a bird head with a crown on top of it. Yeah. And, oh, man, it I I really do like the subtle cues and the visuals that... Right. Uh, that
0: All the foreshadowing because oh, yeah. it's not so much, like, in your face. It's little things you would miss. Yeah. And so we have where it hits that, and so she's... She, getting ready to take her quiz or whatever it is and you see her after the bird hits the window she kind of looks at those scissors and then when we cut to you know when they're at recess or something you know she has a scissors she cuts that pigeon's head off yeah 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 which is very disturbing she knows
1: what she's doing she takes a look around before doing so to see if anyone's watching her and i was thinking oh man this is signs of a serial killer right there yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, And so, and even kind of gets a little bit more involved too. So, I mean, but we have that pigeon head scene where, and just with decapitation in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of all throughout the movie. Yeah. Very prevalent. (laughs) And so. Everyone dies from head decapitation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut back where they're basically with Annie's working with her miniatures and throughout the house. um, I believe it's Annie who's coming downstairs after Steve gets home with Peter and I believe Charlie. And then, she notices that grandma's room or her mother's room, Lee is wide open. Yeah. And then there's this triangle that's kind of like etched into the actual ground. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, you know, asks who's been in grandma's room and Peter's kind of like, why would I ever go in there? Like, (laughs) you know, immediately believe Peter, like Peter will never step foot in there. Yeah. And so, you know, she has Steve lock the door. So she, he closes it, locks and everything. But that triangle another kind of piece of this movie that gets shown throughout too as well. And as they're talking and everything, they're downstairs, Steve gets a phone call and you kind of hear it off in the background because he walks away from Annie, but he, you know, you hear, what do you mean a great, the grave's been desecrated. It's only been a week. So all, you know, so far is, you know, Charlie is definitely having having some major issues, mental issues where she's cutting pigeons head off. Not a good sign, (laughs) dead or alive, not a good sign in general. (laughs) And then we have it where grandma's grave just got desecrated and Steve kind of keeps it quiet to not b- bother Annie with this type of yeah, detail. Yeah. He tells her it's just a billing issue. And then that's when Annie says, I'm going to go to the movies. And, but she doesn't go actually go to the movies. She goes to a group therapy session. So, so we have it where she uh, walks out of her, she walks out, she's just getting ready to go to her group therapy session and Charlie is in that treehouse that's kind of in the front yard i guess you could say and when she's in that treehouse um i it's something i didn't notice before when watching it but same thing with the script there's just things in there that yeah, aren't yeah. always in the movie but the, and i it kind of put two and two together where she has like that shoebox and in the beginning of the of the movie when peter or sorry when uh steve is waking up charlie who that's in the treehouse he closes a shoebox and he throws it to the side so it was actually mm. in that shoe box because they don't really show it. There's three heads in that shoe box. It's a rabbit, a squirrel, and I think like a bat. Or oh, sorry. It's a, a rabbit, a rat, and a squirrel. There's three heads Whoa. in that shoebox. So S- Steve, her dad, actually sees it and just closes it and throws it out of there. But that's what's in that shoe box is three decapitated heads of animals that are decomposing. I know, right? Yeah, that's crazy. What the heck? Yeah, I know, right? And so... (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely in the lead scenes. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I mean, I feel like that's that's another kind of reference to the decapitation that goes throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. But another clear sign, you know, because Steve, I'm sure, being a psychiatrist, when he sees that, he knows there's something going on. Oh with yeah, her, definitely. But I think he, reg- just, he ignores it on purpose. So. Oh my goodness! I mean, he's
1: a professional. He's a man of science. I what guess he's he
0: when it's your own problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just push it in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I'm doing what my patients do. So, <laughs> so afterwards, we have that mental group therapy where she talks about her family illness. Yeah, and I thought it right was there.
1: you know, it's a it's a help group or a focus right. group. And she really goes into it. Yeah. She shares everything and Uh some really intense stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never been to a group setting, uh, uh, a focus group like that before or uh, 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 emotional support group like that before. I don't know if that is standard fare. Right. But man, she really lays her cards on the table
0: and she lays them on thick. <laughs> yeah, she does. She throws it because she said she had been there before. I guess she got dragged when her brother had committed suicide. And yeah. She said yeah. it did help her. So during that whole group therapy session, you know, she talks about the mental illness, but then she talks about uh, Peter and Charlie. So she mentions how when she had Peter, she didn't let her mother anywhere near her when yes, she was yes. pregnant, when she had him, none of that completely kept her away from her mother, from Lee. But when she had Charlie, I uh, guess her mother Lee moved back into the house and things were getting really tension, all this stuff. Her her mother was apparently very manipulative. And yeah, so yeah. she let her have kind of Charlie. And apparently she, she, quote, she says she immediately stabbed her hooks into her. Mm. And so she immediately stabbed her hooks into her. Breast had a feeder, all this, you know, what I mean, all this stuff right there. Yeah. And so... And that was the moment when everything started going downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and so... So, she brings that up and then she she talks about how she she's to blame. So, she's to blame for everything. And she talks about how she's to be blamed for because, you know, she doesn't fully go into, she stops herself from saying it. She says that, you know, her son blames her all this stuff. She kind of starts bringing up the sleepwalking issue, but then yeah. she stops herself in the group therapy session. She completely stops herself from saying what happens. So, she's holding back a little bit even after laying all that you know I mean laying all that info down on I don't think they're ready for that yeah no that's yeah I don't know if anybody's ready for that so (laughs) so anyways um we cut back to where they're back at the house and Peter gets that text from his friend you know saying that there's a party you know tomorrow night yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah huge party at Aaron's house bring your dick yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a stoner friend so yeah man even when they're in class you just teach them a text like hey you want to smoke a bowl and so <laughs> <laughs> oh I, man they're just horny stoner teenagers <laughs> was
1: that how it was in high school
0: <laughs> I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: never told to bring my dick
0: oh yeah no <laughs> Well, I mean, it's attached to you. So, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't, everywhere you go, you would bring it. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would assume. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, next day that we have, so Peter gets that text. And the next day we see a view of, like, Charlie's room where she's working on, like, those minute or whatever it is she's making. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is. Um, but apparently you can see, like, the pigeon head off to the side on, like, the table and mm. everything. And she sees that that light. Or that, that flash of light. And yeah, we get yeah. that throughout the whole entire movie right there. And so when it comes to that flashlight, she sees it and she kind of walks to her window and she sees it going. She sees something outside. And as she's walking outside, she hears, you know, she hears kind of like fire cracking. She's following these footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so and then we cut to Peter who's asking if he can borrow the car that night. Yeah. And he yeah. says there's, you know, there's a school barbecue thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? At nighttime, on a weekend, it's like, okay, we all know this is a party. He's just saying it's not a party. Yeah, yeah, know? the mom knows already. Yeah, it's they're doing this dance, but everyone knows, you know. Yeah, and you don't, you get a, a hint of some tension
1: between them. Yeah. Because definitely he could have just gone to the dad and asked, but he decided to go to the mom. And there's, you know... At first, it seems pretty normal, but then it gets mm-hmm. more and more tense as their conversation is going. Yeah. When he's when she says, "Make sure you don't drink," and he's like, I, "Well, I said I wasn't going to." Yeah, I wasn't
0: it's kind of passive aggressive. With, yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, it's it feels very passive aggressive with that because, you know, the whole like, well, I just thought you were gonna eat here. He's like, "No, I'm still gonna eat here. I'm just gonna go there," and like, you know, it's just you can tell this is gonna be a party. Like, yeah. Just in general. But he wants her... He wants Peter to, you know, ask if his sister can go. Yeah. And so... Which already, it's kind of like, well, you know, this isn't really a part... You know, this isn't a barbecue. This is this is a party party. Yeah, It's yeah. a high school party. And you have your kind of awkward sister who might be mentally handicapped or is mentally handicapped who already doesn't want to go. It's already not her scene. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I... Honestly, I
1: thought what the parent or what Annie was doing was trying to deter Peter from going to the party. It's like, if you're going to go, you got to take your, uh-huh. sis- you take I your never sister. Of that before, oh, yeah. really? so, yeah, I never thought of that before. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I never thought of that before.
1: It's one of those things that, oh, I'm, if I to take my sister, no way, I'm not going to go or yeah, something Yeah, I might like as well not go. <laughs> or, or, like I don't know if your parents ever did this to you or whatever, uh-huh. but they... For me and my brother, if my brother wanted to go out, it's like, take your brother. And then it was a way of me keeping an eye on my brother to, keep, yeah. to make sure that he's not doing anything he shouldn't be doing. Uh-huh. So I, I, that's how I saw it when I first uh, watched this right. movie. But yeah, maybe it's negligence.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, because I always feel like throughout this movie, maybe not so much Steve, well, kind of Steve too and Annie, I feel like they neglect Charlie. Mm. And I just want, I keep on kind of going back to the whole nut allergy thing. Because apparently she is kind of deathly allergic to it. Yeah. They don't have yeah. an EpiPen for her. They don't replace it. You know all this kind of stuff, and you know, she's not well. And I feel like there is a bit of negligence on their part. Yeah, they let here. her. They, they're. She's cutting up animals. You know,
1: yeah. when she was asleep inside the treehouse. Yeah. And the dad didn't even know. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, what are you doing out here? It's freezing yeah. out here." And she's like, freaks out. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was one of the first scenes where she showed. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's that sense of, you didn't know where
0: your daughter was, and she slept in a treehouse all night? Man. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel, yeah, so I feel like there is that negligence there, but, yeah, so sister Charlie's going to go with Peter, you know, to the party. So, that's kind of been established because... When um, Charlie's walking outside, Annie catches her walking with, like, basically no coat on, no shoes. Yeah, And she sees this fire. And and it's someone standing out there. I think it's her grandmother, or at least it looks like her grandmother. Yeah,
1: I didn't, I I couldn't tell. It was out of focus in the distance, and I couldn't really make it out. But I was wondering why Charlie didn't say, look, Mom, or, like, point out this. Uh Was it only inside Charlie's head? Uh, what did Annie not see it?
0: I I, I don't know. I don't right. know what they were trying to pull with that scene. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not too sure either with that one. I mean, as far as, I mean, I guess it was. It, it's just an elderly woman who looks like their grandmother. Yeah, so among fire. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> and know and the guess, normal fear. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and I guess that's kind of where it gets unclear a little bit with the whole spoiler alert. You know, with Payment and Charlie. How much of it is Charlie, or Payment is Charlie? You know, it's kind of that fine line where it's like who's who and you well know, yeah i so. think i think the idea of the light is payment trying to go
1: to right peek through the veil as to put it uh-huh that it's it's this moment that that we're seeing uh payment coming through and payment was the one that brought her out right and then you see uh like an effigy for for the grandma in the name of payment and stuff like that, and she and he or she recognizes it, and then Annie pulls Charlie back into the house. But I don't know. It's there's no clear distinction, or there has been no word on whether or not they're two separate people. They are the same person,
0: it's, right? It's just very interesting. It's a little ambiguous, but yeah. 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 So I guess it's however you want to spin it yourself. I think it could work both ways. Yes. Yeah, so anyways. Um, Peter goes to, he's heading to the party, he's bringing his sister, um, and as they're driving by, they they focus in on that post.
1: Yes, yes. So, yeah,
0: they focus on that post, and in that post is that sigil of And payment. I didn't so, see it the first time, but then I read that it was there, and then yeah. I had
1: to go back and, and check it out. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I mean, it's there on that post, and that's where it kind of it, it gives even more of that hint where... Yeah, there's all these issues and traumas going on with this family, but there's that bigger picture that's happening outside that they have, you know, I mean, that they don't really can have no control over. Yeah. And even before
1: they leave for the party, that's when Annie pulls in Charlie from outside and just starts yelling and saying, you're going to go with your brother to this party. Yeah. And she obviously doesn't want to go. Charlie doesn't want to go to this party. She says she doesn't know anyone. She doesn't she doesn't think it's going to be fun or anything like that. And then. The mom is trying to convince her, and th- at, during that moment, it's very. She seems very panicky, very like you know yeah.
0: frustrated, but also
1: like I don't I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I right. don't know how to parent or
0: whatever. Yeah, I mean, she even said Charlie even said like when she was getting pulled out by Annie that she misses Grandma. Yeah, and so she yeah. said she missed Grandma because I guess Grandma was the one who really. I guess, paid any attention or did things with her or something. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then again, that could be the whole, you know, payment connection thing right mm. there too. So we cut back to where, you know, they pass that post, they're at the party... And Peter is, you know, he sees the girl he likes that he saw yeah, from yeah. his class. And so... But
1: even before that, they saw this, you see a girl cutting up peanuts with a
0: knife. Yeah, the walnuts, yeah. Yeah, but a bunch of them yeah. too. So why would you ever need that many walnuts? Yeah, <laughs> and at a teenage party. Yeah, I'm a little confused by that part. And this is like a really nice house they're at too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: At first I was looking at, it didn't look like nuts. It looked like a bunch of meat that she's been cutting uh-huh. up. I, I don't know. How many parties have you gone through? It's like, oh, man, this party's banging. But wait till I finish this chocolate
0: nut cake that I'm working on. (laughs) It's going to blow you away. (laughs) You're going to lose your heads over this. So, Uh, anyways. (laughs) I got you. All right. (laughs) So, uh, Peter's trying to get at that girl he likes. You know, he does the whole like oh i have weed and so oh yeah yeah. so she takes him to this room where there's a a couple other guys in there he brings the weed and it's like you know you're just getting used for your drugs man and so (laughs) he gets put in there and then of course charlie's there with him tagging along and he tells charlie you know you know why don't you stay out here for like a couple minutes and he decides to kind of load her off on the on the cake. Yeah, yeah. You know, Charlie in the Cake Factory right there. So, you know, <laughs> decides to try to load like, her off there.
1: There's some cake. They're, they're giving away cake. Go get some before he goes. Yeah. <laughs> before it's gone. And she says, no, they're only giving some people cake he He's like, no, cake's for everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just
0: trying to get rid of her. He's like, yeah. no, just stand there. They'll give them to you. Don't worry. They'll give you and a cake. And then the next scene is Her not happy, but her more content because she has cake in her hand. She, like, scarfs down that cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, Peter's just in that room. He's getting high and everything. He's he's smoking his weed. And then, of course, Charlie's just there. She has that whole entire cake. And then she just kind of, you see this look on her. And, of course, Reddy has the audience because we've been thrown in the face a little bit. You know, I like the hints of everything else. The peanuts, we get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I don't mind because when you see that cake, you see the walnuts getting cut up and everything. You're just like, okay, Charlie's going to eat some It's like, <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. know, like, okay, she's going to eat something that she's going to have an allergic reaction. Yeah. So that's what we know is going to happen she as even, an audience.
1: She, and you know, she, her facial expressions, the way she's acting, she tell that you can tell yeah. that something's wrong. Then she goes over to the sink, gets a glass of water that doesn't fix it. Yeah. So she tries to look for her, her brother. And, and then it also plays when she does find her brother, it plays also to, like her mental disability. Yeah, that she doesn't know what's going on. It's right. her allergy, but she's like,
0: oh, my throat feels like
1: it's getting bigger.
0: Yeah, my tongue's getting better, bigger. Bigger. Yeah. It's harder to breathe. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess that's true where it's her. It's her mental disability that prevents her from that. But you know. I, I Where was that EpiPenly? Like,
1: <laughs> I know we're going into spoilers already with the whole payment and Charlie thing. But yeah. I think my theory is that because of the mental disability, that it prevents payment from completely taking control right. because she doesn't seem like... A demon, like you Yeah,
0: know? no, I understand. Her, yeah, her behavior, right. the way that she's acting and stuff, she's not doing anything malicious. Some things seem intentional and then some things don't. Yeah, yeah. So. And I I, I wonder if that's the reason why or I, yeah. I really don't know. I, We'll go more into it a little bit more because from a later scene, I kind of, I jot down. Oh, yes, yes. What, yeah. What, By what, all like means. Like kind of the, <laughs> I guess the rules of the payment, I guess the rules of, you know, how this payment thing sort of works. Yeah, yeah. Even though we don't get a clear line of how much of it's Charlie, how much of it's payment, but we get kind of a general idea, yeah. So we have it where you know, of course, Charlie's in that room, she's not looking well, and then Peter just speeds off, and yeah. of course, he's high and everything, so he's speeding off down the highway. And you have Charlie who's in the back, you know, kind of gasping at her throat, she can't breathe, and so she rolls down the window, she sticks her head out the window, she's trying to gasp, you know, trying to get air in her. And you know, I guess uh, Peter's thing is they're either I'm not sure if he's trying to drive to the hospital or drive back to their the hospital, hospital, so okay, so he's trying to drive to the hospital. And so she's has her head out the window, she's gasping for air, and Peter's driving, he's accelerating, he's trying to get faster, because he's just trying to save his sister's life, and there's that deer carcass in the middle of the road, yes. he swerves, and her head just face plants straight into that post. And that and sound it effect, is, it is crazy. It is such a shocking scene. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is, because, you know, when I first kind of saw trailers for this movie, or even just from, like, the poster of it, too... It looks like Charlie's kind of one of the main characters. And I guess in a sense, she is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I did not see that shit coming. And so... Oh, yeah, man. And I When I was watching this my girlfriend my mom, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe I kind of want to turn this off because I don't like how this is going right now. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. But I'm like, you know what? We're stuck in it right now. You know, Dog, you might as well watch she's it. She's
1: on the movie poster, like... It,
0: Exactly. So yeah. you would
1: think that she'd be through the entire movie. Yeah. I, mean, and
0: I don't strange. mind being, you know, uh I guess misplaced that way. I don't yeah, mind being, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind it because Jesus, I did not see that coming. Like, and uh,
1: it's such a good red herring because the last thing I would expect is just the girl to be to have her head um uh, decapitated. Right. Like literally, I thought there was a bunch of things running through my mind that She's fumbling around with the door. What if the door opens? She falls out and then that kills her. Yeah. Or she opens the window. The papers start flying in the air. They're going to get in a car accident and both of them get right. killed. But this, this scene is just... so much, has so much more shock value than if they crashed. I don't think it would have that much impact. Yeah. But what is um, Peter uh his name, uh Alex Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alex Wolf does a uh, really good job in this shot. Yeah.
0: I think throughout the whole movie, but especially in this. Oh, yeah. Because... yeah. His facial expressions, the yeah. amount of shock
1: and terror in his eyes, the fear of him uh-huh. not wanting to look in the rearview mirror. Oh, my, just... oh, man. So many things. You can tell just by the blank look of his face. There's so mm-hmm. many things going on in his head. And he's just panicking.
0: Yeah. I mean, just after that, after that whole scene when she hits her head, you know, at first, after I saw him, I was like thinking, maybe she's okay. And then, of course, I remember, no, they were cutting him going 85 an hour on that road. And he swerved. And, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, you know, during that whole, because there's a very long pause after, after from, you know, the post scene when her head hits that post face front. You know, and he looks in that rear view and he sees, you know, just this body that's just laying there. Yeah, and a single tear rolls down of his yeah, eyes. It's just such a long pause and you can just see the look on his face as everything just kind of he's he's in shock. Yeah. That's really what it is. He's he's in tremendous shock. <laughs> and so even like it's just such a long scene where he's just standing there just silent. And then, when, of course, when he finally takes his break, you know, his foot off the brake, and just drives away. He just drives away. He just drives home. Yeah. And, and it was at this moment, listeners, is where I just texted Tyler, "What yeah. the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sent that to my girlfriend too. I was like, "Oh, do you want to guess what scene this is?" Yeah. It, it, it takes you by complete surprise. Because, you really.
1: Yeah, you didn't expect it at all. Yeah, you don't. And it's just it turned what I was expecting a horror movie uh, like just right upside down yeah, like, it, yeah. it just flipped on its head so I didn't know where this movie was going to go what kind of horror right. was going to happen and it became more of a drama yeah that, with a family that hates each other mm-hmm. that are dealing with two deaths one right after the other yeah it the dynamic
0: there it, uh-huh. it, to, it spoke like stories it was it yeah was crazy I guess that's the thing too where it's there's, it's a bigger picture. You know, you got this devil worshippers or, you know, this cult. They're behind it, obviously. Yes, yes. And it's not something I kind of put two and two together and when um, until I kind of found out about oh, yeah, the yeah. sigil on the post. Yeah, because yeah. Because it's like, you know, there's all these things that had to happen. Charlie had to go to the party. She had to have the nuts. The parents, you know, forced her to go to the party. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have her epi pen on her. You know what I mean? There's just all these things. And it really kind of shakes the movie. And that's where um, usually after I watch I haven't seen this in a while, but it came out like with Chris Duckman. Uh, He's a movie reviewer guy. He's big on YouTube. Okay. And just to kind of quote, or I guess paraphrase him a bit, he released a movie review on this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, it shocked him too as well. And I think he explained this horror movie like really perfectly where everything you think they're going to do as far as jump scares, what you think is going to happen with this movie they don't do so. It kind of teases you. You don't get that jump scare that relieves you from like that stress of the scariness. Yeah, yeah. The tension it just continues It lingers. To it lingers with you even oh, after yeah. you watch this movie. It absolutely lingers with you because I saw it a couple weeks ago and I'm still thinking about this movie <laughs> and how Charlie lost her head. And oh so, yeah, man. Oh, oh man. So, and that
1: later shot, we'll talk
0: about uh, it. Oh yeah. There, but so. Oh. <laughs> so Peter is just in straight denial. He just drives straight home. Yes, he yes. gets out of the car, and just that whole entire shot when he gets home, he opens up the car. You hear the ding, 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 ding. You yeah. from the lights being on. No and reaction. Walks very straight to yeah,
1: bed. Re- very dead yeah. face. And he doesn't even go to sleep. He just lays down, and they do a trade, uh, uh, yeah. a, a, a fade transition of his face as it's turning into day. Yeah. And then you hear the background sounds of the mom and dad yeah. getting ready and going out to the car, and then that horrifying scream. The
0: scream just. Oh man! I just it's just when you hear it, like because he's laying down there, you know, because that daytime. And you hear Annie say, hey, I need to go pick up some I'm going to go. I'll be back in 20 minutes. you need anything? Yeah. And yeah. then you, you already know what's going to happen. And then oh, when yeah. she opens the door, it's just, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's, yeah. that's the lingering thing right there. And and again, what a great
1: shot. A, a great choice on uh, Ari Aster's yeah, part. Yeah. That you just, it's very subtle. Yeah. You keep it on the the expression of, of Peter. You stay on that face, and you just oh, hear it. You God. just hear it. You, all you do is hear and it. You're, and yeah. you're building the picture already in your mind. Like right. You, like, you're seeing what the, what Annie would have saw when she opened the door yeah. of, a head, of a body that's decapitated,
0: falling to yeah. the ground, and blood everywhere. And just not even a body, her daughter's body. Exactly. And, and, so,
1: and, and you don't, yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't have to show that to you. You made that in your mind already. Yeah.
0: exactly. Perfect moment of, you know just you putting everything together by yourself like you know what's gonna happen you know how she's gonna react i'm honestly i'm
1: so surprised also that they didn't they didn't even nominate tony collette for yeah
0: i mean that's the thing i mean horror is just one of those things it gets overlooked a lot and really no matter what movie wins like the oscars for 2018 this is the movie i think that's gonna stick out the most with me yeah and like you know 10 years from now or five years from now. I'm not going to remember who won the Oscars in 2018, but I'm going to remember the movie *Hereditary* Oh, yeah. and you know how I reacted when I saw the post, you know the the scene with the post. Oh, yeah. And so her
1: her performance
0: is so great. It's and really good. She's really selling. Yeah. The,
1: when she's screaming and crying and saying that, oh, I wish I I wish yeah. I could die right yeah, now. I
0: just want to die. You, yeah. Yeah. You could
1: feel the grief of of a mother yeah. that lost her her daughter, and she just got off of of the death of her mom. Yeah. She didn't
0: really care about that, but right. it still She still on her loved heart. her. Even yeah. yeah. Her, in her group therapy session, she still says she was her mother and she loved her. And the one thing with this you know, after of course you hear the screaming, they cut to Charlie's head and how it's just covered in those ants. Oh yeah. And it's just yeah. like Jesus and Christ. <laughs> the mouth is caved in from where yeah, the pole. Nose hit it. Is smashed. Oh yeah. Like man. it's just it's such a messy and you get a flash of it, but it's just you know You get what, less than two seconds? Yeah, it's still in your mind. It's still in your mind as far as, you know, this happened to her. So we cut to the funeral. And of course, Peter probably got let off the hook with the law or something like that um, because it was an accident and everything. And he was in shock, you know, I'm sure. Because we don't know how much time has passed since, you know, that to the funeral. I'm sure it's a short amount of time, but he's not getting any jail time. They don't even touch on that, they don't even bring up jail time or anything like that. Um, I'm pretty sure the cops would let something like this go because one family they already experienced, you know, I mean, they already yeah. experienced losing their daughter, and so and and
1: that shot also of the casket going down uh, to the earth, you follow it, too. it follows it, too. yeah, yeah, and
0: it's such a small, you know, <coughs> and it's a tiny cat. You see the tiny oh, casket, yeah. yeah, it's just like the geez. visuals on it. Oh my! And goodness. that's why at this point I was like, do I want to finish this movie because this is <laughs> depressing? This is Saturday, you know what I mean? I could be watching cartoons right now, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> but so, uh, but. Again, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And still,
1: there's some elements that are unsettling and that kind of builds on that horror. But nothing, not yet in that horror genre. Not just yet. It's just the drama of this family that are going through some really difficult times. A series of unfortunate events. Mm -hmm. And it's like everything is orchestrating for their downfall for their
0: misfortune. No, and absolutely. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, they're experiencing that misfortune, but it's it's all out of their control. And that's where they kind of talk about with the whole, um, you know, Heracles thing with fate. It's just yes, all kind yes. of predestined for them. There's nothing they can do to get out of this. It's just all, there's no hope for them. It's just all predestined. Now, when it comes to them being at that funeral, they're, they're back at the house after, you know, of course, the casket goes into the ground. And they're at the house and this is something from the uh, from the script and I was okay. going to read it out too Go because for it. you know I feel like it was a really good scene I can understand why it got cut, cut because of pacing issues and everything but in the scene you know they're at the house someone actually talks to Peter and asks if he's okay and he's just kind of, and every time, and during the script, anytime someone asks Peter something, he kind of redirects it as a question to that person. Mm. So whenever someone asks, like, are you okay? He'll be like, are you okay? You know, just stuff like that. Interesting. And he's got, it describes him as having this pale look, obviously. And he goes into the bathroom, he turns on the faucet, and he's in the bathroom. Because in the, in the script, you know, he gets a phone call from his mom, Annie, but he doesn't answer. He lets it go to voicemail because... You know he was with the girls he was smoking weed he's just you know he's just being a teenager yeah, yeah and so he lets it go to voicemail and everything and so the phone's on voicemail and even after the whole scene where charlie loses her head in the script it hones in on the beeping light in charlie in uh, peter's you know a uh, pocket that's left from a voicemail from his mother and so when he's in that bathroom he turns on the water for running water he listens to that voicemail and this is what it says so it's left for peter by charlie uh left for peter by annie and so it's hi sweetheart it's mom just calling to make sure that you and charlie are okay and having a good time at the barbecue all right have lots of fun and be safe love you both
1: oh man i know right it's
0: like shit (laughs) like so that's the that's kind of something that i cut and i think it just kind of You're already sad or you already feel the emotion of Charlie dying. Maybe that would have been overkill. Yeah, I know. I I, I can see that that
1: too. And then also it's, I don't know, it's a little bit out of character. Uh, I don't know. They already had a tenuous relationship. I I guess it would show that the mom is actually trying to build a relationship with Peter and maybe raising it up for it to be dashed to the ground with with him killing Charlie, there's a lot of sadness in this movie. Yeah, yeah. In general. Just, just. <laughs> I, I can see
0: why they cut it, but I can also see why it would have been a good choice to keep it in. Yeah, I could see that too. So I mean, but we'll have it in the script, or if there's a, you know, or a deleted scene if they ever filmed it. So, um, well, if they make a Hereditary two, then they can use the deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hereditary two, glass <laughs> <Bless. laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs> so, so. Anyways, after everyone leaves the house, um this is kind of where you have that that lingering moment when they're just in the house after everything that's happened. Now it's just Peter and Steve and then Annie his parents. And so you kind of see the drawings a little bit of um about where, where Steve's kind of go, where Steve's kind of just going in Charlie's room, takes a look in Charlie's room. Everything's been left the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention that is shown in Charlie's room in the beginning is there's a word called a uh, satiny, that is yeah. um, carved into it w- her. Her wall, her wall. Yeah, while they were laying in the bed when Charlie's... Annie notices it. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't read it. It went by too quick. But yeah, I got Satan-y also. That's the perfect thing of the script. So it says it in there. And so basically, it's a word used in ritual of necronomacy. So it's communication with the dead. So apparently, that's what that word refers to. So of course, when I typed it into Google, the first thing was like, what it meant in (laughs) hereditary. So a little bit more perfect link. It did that job (laughs) for me. But so... So, yeah. So, we have it where... um, Where was I with this? Oh, yeah. So, Peter sees the drawings, and it's just all these drawings. And that's when you see, like, the pigeon head with the crown on it. You just see all her... I guess I could describe it, demented drawings. They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and not what fourteen-year-olds usually would maybe <laughs> draw. I don't know. <laughs> and, and she's drawing everything that she sees. She drew her grandmother
1: inside of the casket. Yeah. She draws. She the, drew Annie crying. Yeah, too Annie like crying while at the podium. She drew, and and I don't know if they're meant to be drawn unsettling. It's just a kid that's drawing. You know, I suck at drawing. If you told yeah. me, hey, draw a picture of this, they probably look the same way, but right. like the the object of the drawing, the subject of the drawing, uh-huh. like the the dead body of the mom, the pigeon head with a crown. These are some
0: these it's those things that are more unsettling. Yeah, absolutely. So we have it where we cut back and Peter's at school, and I remember when I when I saw it. And Peter's back at school. I'm like, why is he at school? Like, he should <laughs> be seeing a therapist. Like, yeah, buy yeah. that boy some therapy. <laughs> like, at that point, it's it's not gonna hurt. Like, buy that kid some therapy. And so, um, Peter's at school, and they have that shot, and he just looks. You know, of course, he looks terrible. And that's one of the things I'm confused. Oh, I guess I'm not confused that. I'm pretty sure everyone at school knows about it too. Yeah. I'm sure everyone cuz you notice that the girl he likes is kind of sitting further away as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, and so and there's that kind of really good shot where he's just kind of sitting in class just completely motionless kind of dead eye and then when he looks up he sees the rearview mirror and he just sees yeah, Char- yeah, yeah and he sees Charlie and it's just like Jesus. You know, what I mean it's there with him. Yeah, definitely some PTSD, of, yeah. you know. <laughs> definitely. Trauma. Yeah, all of it. Get that boy some therapies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So um, afterwards, we have it where basically um, we cut back and Annie is, you know, it's just such an unsettling scene just to be in that house in general. Yeah, yeah. Annie is sitting in her car and not in the car where the accident happened. That car is permanently gone. It's in their second vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And so she's sitting there. And I think she's just trying to get the courage to go to the group therapy place. Yes. But then she sees Peter who, you know, of course, uh, comes home from school or comes home from wherever he was. And he gets off his bike. And then you just kind of get that that same ling- that lingering shot where he's just staring at the house. And he's just literally like, I don't know if he knows his mother's there or not. No, he doesn't. But he's just staring. He's just completely staring at the house. And he just takes a deep breath. And then he walks in. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. And like, I
1: think it's a sense of them wanting to avoid each other yeah that he's dreading oh crap my mom is gonna be at home and she's saying oh peter's
0: gonna be coming home i i, I guess i'm just gonna go yeah i mean because you know your your son basically killed your daughter you know what i mean like, yeah 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 I, even though it was an accident and everything like that man but even then like it's still the neglect of you know the epi pen forcing her to go to that thing you know it's just, I can see how like, oh, you want her to break out of her shell maybe, but you know, this girl's decapitating animals, you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe she needs a little bit more than just kind of like tough love, here you go, have fun at a crazy, pro- you know, rager party. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean,
1: the thing is, I don't know, as, from a parent's perspective, like, you know, no one tells you the rules or what you're supposed to do. like that's true. <laughs> you just jump in and try to figure it out. And having a mom that's not really helping you, like, yeah. Annie's
0: he's no mom. reference points. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: all you can go off of is my grand, my mom is crazy, so I'm gonna make sure that I'm not crazy for my yeah. kids. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just just
0: becomes terrible. Yeah. So, oh god, it's just it's such, it's just such, uh, it's just so unsettling. Like, oh yeah. It just feels so unsettling oh, at yeah. home. So. Um, Annie goes to, she goes to the group therapy. Yes, yes. And she's kind of sitting out there too, and she's getting ready to leave because I think she's just not ready to do that yet. And because, you know, she obviously has, you know, psychotic or psychiatric problems, mental problems. So I think her herself knows her own mental awareness of, I'm ready for this, or no, I don't think I'm ready for this just quite yet. And as she's leaving that group therapy session, that's where we meet Joan.
1: Oh, Joan. Oh, (laughs) Joan. Joan, I would strangle you if I could
0: (laughs) so Joan talks her and same thing of this whole you know there's a bigger thing going on that's bigger than you know this whole family because it's involved with this this cult this devil worship you know the whole payment thing because Joan just she knows exactly what to say to her to kind of get her to eventually go to because she mentions Joan you know she's leaving and Joan says we're gonna come inside and she says, you know, I noticed you were there last time. And she's like, yeah, my mother. She's like, well, my daughter passed this time. And Joan's kind of prying, like, how old was she? She was 14. And that's when Joan tells her, you know, my son and my, uh, my grandson died. They yeah. both drowned. And so... Well,
1: she knows what's yeah, going on.
0: She knows exactly what's going yeah, on. And yeah, it's so. easy for you to say
1: the right things when
0: you know the right strings to yeah. pull. <laughs> Someone gives you a playbook of what to say. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, I mean... So she knows exactly Saying Joan gives her her phone number. She says, you know, just if you you ever want to reach out because she's, you know, she's come, Joan's coming on as another grieving kind of, you know, mother and everything. And if you ever want to reach out or talk, it's just better to talk than to be alone. Yeah. Supporting friend. Yeah. You'll never be better from it. It's just, it helps you be less lonely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so Joan gives her her phone number and Annie keeps on sleeping in the, in the treehouse. So she has a hard time sleeping at night, but she can sleep fine just in the treehouse. And so she has, like, even, like, a couple of, like, radiators yeah, out the there space, and everything. Yeah, the space yeah.
1: heaters, yeah. And, and I thought when the window sh- shone that red light, I uh, thought, oh, crap. This is when the demon's coming out. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a space heater. <laughs> <laughs> it's a space
0: heater. So, yeah. So we have it where, you know, Annie's been sleeping out there, you know, for obvious reasons. She has a hard time falling asleep at night. And um, Peter's in bed and hears that clicking sound. That's something we kind of missed over. Oh, yes, where, yes. Um. Charlie has this tick where she goes like, yeah, she, yeah, I guess that's how you could do it. And so she, she does that say, t- oh, I forgot to scare my girlfriend. I was going to scare her that now and make that sound. But, oh, maybe I'll get her next time. So. And,
1: and probably one of the only few jump scares in the movie is that tongue click. Yeah. 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 I mean, basically. And what is his name? Ari Aster. Yeah. He didn't want to rely on jump scares, but
0: you know, he peppered it's, them in. You know, it's in there, but they're. I don't, I don't know the exact definition of a jump scare, but it's just because they linger, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they scare you, but you have a second to look. You know what I mean? It gives you, like, yeah, a good you couple of seconds it. to look at it. Yeah, except, yeah. Except for the flash scene of, you know, Charlie's head, which, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, But still. So, I mean, Peter hears that click. And when it comes to the next day when he's at school and, you know, he's just a stoner. He's smoking with his friends and everything. And so, I feel like at that point, you turn to every drug you can just to forget about
1: what happened. So Yeah. yeah. Drugs, alcohol, yeah, whatever. Yeah, just give it to me. It's fine.
0: Like, don't even, worry, no. don't even worry about it. So, and that's when Peter, you know, he's with his stoner friends. And that's when he says, you know, he can't breathe. He starts kind of having that same yeah, yeah. reaction that Charlie had. shock, just yeah. like Charlie. And yeah. he has one of his stoner friends hold his hand and everything, yeah. too. Yeah, he was, like, freaking out. And yeah, so- man.
1: And I don't know about you, but... <laughs> that's that's a bad high right there Yeah. <laughs> if i was one of peter's friends i'd say hey no yeah. more for you man yeah we're, we're not like... passing this you know, <laughs> calm
0: down i think they mentioned to them, they're "Just like dude just calm down you just smoke too much you know yeah, I, yeah. I think maybe it's just him having that release of this is what i did you know even though it was an accident oh yeah yeah this is what i did and you know what i mean it's just he feels responsible and and yeah. you don't know if it's a a sense
1: of it's, it's like because I I read up some things that it could uh-huh. be it could be payment like uh trying to enter into uh Peter's body right. at that part because now the host is dead so payment is floating around or whatever right. uh-huh. or it could be the guilt that he's feeling that it's
0: manifesting in a physical sense to him yeah the same way he's I, having that that relief of stress I yeah, guess you yeah. could say yeah I mean I could see it working both ways right there so I guess that's the nice thing about this movie. You can insert the payment thing where you can insert this yeah, is stress-related. Yeah. This is, you know, from mental health issues. And then and it works. And, and, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing to it, too, is that they work. They're, I don't know if it's supposed to be
1: grounded or if it's supposed to be supernatural. Obviously, by the end, you can kind of tell that it's it, more yeah, supernatural. It's con- yeah, it's confirmed. But then absolutely. you can also take it from the perspective of looking at it from the narrator's eyes. Uh-huh. That's you're slowly going insane that you're annie these things are going on and Mm -hmm. you know you don't know what's going on in the outside world you only know what's presented to you from the perspective of annie or peter Mm -hmm. and it's that idea that these characters are slowly going insane yeah did peter really die or is is he going crazy right yeah
0: yeah absolutely either one you insert i think it definitely works right there and it works both ways so i mean we have it where we cut to next where Annie meets with Jones. She ends up calling her and everything. And when Annie meets with Jones, she talks about Charlie. So she talks about, you know, how Peter didn't go to the cops. He didn't do he didn't go to the cops. He didn't tell them. He didn't do anything. He just drove straight home and just went straight to bed, basically. And so I think Annie feels that Peter's not sorry for what he did. Mm. She that he's not taking responsibility for it. And She's talking about, you know, how she found the body and everything, how it looks. She goes into detail in that scene. Oh, yeah. Just how oh, it looks yeah. in general. You know, with her fingernails, just the corpse, the smell is what kind of took her off, you know, kind of first tipped her off. And then, you know, Joan talks about her grandson and then her her son and everything. And just to kind of relate to her. And one kind of interesting, and that's what I really like about this movie, is that it, everything feels so well played out is... Where when she's drinking that tea and she kind of gets that little herb that was in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they really, I can't remember. I'd have to, I probably would have to watch the movie again where um, they, uh with with that herb, I think they might show it again in that movie. But I can't remember. I'd have, to, that's a scene I think you would have to pause. But yeah, that herb yeah. does come back into play in the actual script. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, the
1: only time that I do remember it
0: was in Joni's apartment. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk a little bit more about it when it comes to it with that herb just because I think it's a little bit more about it too. But it's definitely like in the script too. Okay. I think All it right. might be in the movie. I honestly would have to watch it and like pause it. You know what I mean? Oh, kind yeah, of yeah. pause it and yeah. see if you can see it. But yeah. So, you know. Uh, she drinks that herb. She sees it and, you know, she puts it out of her mouth. And then that's when she tells Joan about the sleepwalking incident. Yes, yes. How she used to sleepwalk. And I guess one night when she was sleepwalking, um, Charlie and Peter were, and even her, I believe, yeah, too, as yeah, well. Yeah, all three of yeah, them. Yeah, th- they were all covered in paint thinner. Yeah. And she, when, and she lit the match. And when she lit the match, she woke up. And, of course, Peter woke up, too. And that's why they have such a, a harsh relation. relation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obvious, Yeah. So, I mean. There's more to it than just, you know, yeah, he he killed Charlie, you know, as an accident and everything, but their relationship wasn't good to start off with. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I believe Charlie was too young to remember, but Peter, obviously, it stuck with him, and I don't know how old he is right now, maybe 18 or something, but growing up and realizing that and seeing that, it's... Mm -hmm. That, that's insane like you know I'll yeah. stick with you with your mom too yeah, yeah like, exactly we're yeah, supposed to take care of you you know what I mean raise you all that stuff yeah so I, I can understand why he's apprehensive towards mm-hmm. having a relationship with her and with his mom but
0: yeah it doesn't say what year it happens now a kind of different comparison with the script is where it says that Peter kind of resented her for it she did it you know even though she didn't know what she was doing it was an you know basically it was an accident you yeah, know what yeah. I mean she did it It's her fault. She did it. She struck the match, you know, even though she was sleepwalking, she doesn't remember doing any of it. It's still her fault. Yeah. yeah. And I like how that kind of coincides with the whole, you know, Charlie and Peter situation. Um, But in the script, she mentions that Peter resented her for all this stuff. And Charlie, I think because of her mental disability, she was in Cloud. You know I mean? She didn't know what was going on at that mm. time. She was in her own little world, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So she probably didn't even care. And so... <laughs> yeah.
1: And she, she mentions that she hasn't been sleepwalking in years. Yeah, that's yet, true. So. She does say so that. So it was a, a, at least two years
0: back. Yeah. If more than two years. So, yeah. So, but <laughs> we have it where we kind of have a Peter and like kind of Steve relationship moment. Where, you know, after that scene, Peter comes home. He gets a write from his friend and everything. And Steve, you know, tells him, oh, did you sign up for your SAT prep course? All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Steve is just trying to... I think Steve... This is where I really like Steve because he's just trying to keep the family together. He's yeah, trying He yeah. lost his daughter. I don't think he really cared about his mother-in-law that much. But, you know, he lost his daughter. And this is where... I'm not... I don't know if Steve is Peter's actual biological father. Yeah. That's you one thing I mean, that was going
1: through my mind as well, because he doesn't They're
0: look... different colors. So... <laughs> <He> <laughs> that's doesn't... not to go down that road, but they're, uh... <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. His eyebrows and his skin Maybe color you go to Mori yeah. or something. Like... <laughs> you are not the father. So... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm not, I'm not sure if Steve is Peter's biological father, but Peter does call him father and Steve calls him son. And, They have that moment because, you know, this is where I really like Steve because he's just trying to keep his son alive. Yeah. Because I'm sure he knows that his son might be ready to off himself. You know, I mean, that's a strong possibility. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And so he's just trying to keep everything together as best as he can. being a psychiatrist. Yeah.
1: Although he's not doing the most important thing of bringing the family together and talking things out, but at least he's tending to their mental wounds or whatever. Yeah. So...
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, he's really doing all he can. And so because I mean, Peter's life has to move forward. And, you know, that's just how it is. And um, we cut to where Annie is working on, you know, her her miniatures, but she's working on the scene of the accident. Yeah. And so she has the post. She has Charlie's head. She has, you know, her her torso in the backseat. And then she has just Peter standing there. And of course, when Steve sees it, he's just like, "What if Peter sees this?" You know what I mean? He's ready to get upset. He's just yeah. like, Jesus Christ! And she like- doesn't think it's a, <laughs> a, a, it's a major thing. Yeah. She just says, yeah. "I'm not doing it of him. It's a like
1: a neutral perspective." Yeah. yeah. And again, it's that that way of her trying to get control of the situation that yeah. she's making it. But that's I don't know. That's a that would be a traumatic thing to to do. I don't even know how she was able to. To remember, oh, this is the clothes that Peter was wearing
0: during that accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess generic clothing, I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's just doing it. I guess she's trying to give a neutral perspective, but it's like too soon. Like, don't let oh, Peter yeah. see that. Oh, and yeah. so um, another thing with the script and just this movie too. I mean, I can't remember if this is in the movie, but Steve Steve kind of has a talk with Annie, he has a talk with Peter too. Um Oh, sorry. Even before that, uh, we have the dinner scene. I skipped ahead. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. So we have that dinner scene. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And again, I am so blown away that Tony Colette did not
1: get nominated for
0: it. I know, because it's such a. It's a. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's such a good scene because you know she pours everything out. You know, they're having that dinner. It's Steve, Peter, and Annie, of course, and there's that obvious tension that obvious elephant in the room yeah and you know peter's just trying to compliment his dad like oh good dinner dad you know all that stuff and then annie kind of makes like a scoff you know and yeah so, yeah and then that's when peter asks is there anything on your mind mom and she's like what do you you know it's just kind of like what do you think it's like why don't you tell me and that's when they're talking about why because so i can release you he's like yes release me you know what i mean do something yeah yes, you know yes, something yeah. and that's when she goes into her whole speech about just kind of Charlie's death, how he didn't accept responsibility for it. And I feel like it's, you know, it does work with the whole paint thinner situation too. Doesn't accept responsibility for it, that. You did it. You could have gone, you could have gone to the cops, could have told us, could have done all this stuff, you know, and nothing, your sister's gone. She's gone forever. And it's pointless. It didn't even, nothing even good came from it. You know, yeah. it didn't bring them closer together as a family. It didn't bring, you know, her estranged son, you know, her estranged son and her closer together it took them apart even more. Yeah, and, and she so, said
1: if you if you would have just said sorry, then I would have probably it would have probably brought us together, but since you didn't, now I can't say sorry. Yeah. And and no one says what they really feel and all this stuff. She just unloads yeah. right
0: there at the dinner table and it's just a crazy scene. It is. And just even towards the end of it too, when he says, Well what about you, mom? Yeah, and I, she didn't want to go. I would have brought up the whole you know, epipen thing, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. i I was thinking, Doug,
1: I'm still looking at it from the perspective of the mom was just sending the daughter with the brother so that way that he she would keep an eye on him, right? Like not as not a not as oh, you signed her death certificate as well. Why did? him passing the blame on her I don't think yeah I don't I know it was an accident but I don't think the blame was so much on on the mom think, at all because uh-huh. because all she did was she's like go with your sister you know show her a good time allow her an opportunity to right. meet other people I mean she didn't smoke weed yeah she didn't drive the drunk, <laughs> she didn't let she didn't write let, let the daughter eat like chocolate with nuts and stuff like yeah. that it was all on the brother, and I don't know why the brother is or Peter's trying to pass this blame.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I guess in the thing, oh, spoiler too, it's not really any of their faults.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not because any at of the their end, faults. it really
0: isn't. It's the cult or the, you know, the, the worship, the worshipers of Haman. It's, it's really on them because everything had to line up so perfectly. Yeah. yeah. For this event to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and so. I I guess
1: I'm not, I'm not a victim blame. But yeah, (laughs) I
0: I guess it's the whole thing where they're talking about like the themes of they're basically not the themes of the story in that, you know, high school English class, you know what I mean? Where it's, it's just, it's a fate thing. They have no control for it. There's no hope. And there's all these signs are thrown. It's just, they're completely helpless with this thing. and,
1: And a lot of these things that they're peppered in with these small details that the cult is around in their lives. Right. And, even if you, you're you probably thinking to yourself, listeners, well, that's a pretty far stretch for me to believe that the cult would
0: have known that there would be peanuts at this. Yeah. and then I that, think it's magic-based, though. It's got to be some sort of yeah, magic yeah. thing as well. You
1: think that maybe the payment has a hand into this and yeah. stuff like that to help orchestrate it. But I believe the director said that the cult was so in mm-hmm. – uh, what is that uh, – Ingrained in their life That right. even if that didn't work They would have had something else To make sure right. that That uh, Charlie dies
0: Yeah first. This was this was a planned thing yes, So I yes. think this was a planned thing We're not We're never really given the full Entire instructions of the ritual Like who had to die What had to happen yes, We yes. sort of do But we don't know like What certain ways they had to die Like if they had to be decapitated mm. You know what I mean Because that's a very big thing That plays yeah, in this yeah. movie Is decapitation So I mean You know, there's just there's just there's some rules to this, but there's some where it's not fully insured. But what we do know is no matter what was going to happen, if it would have played out differently, Charlie was going to lose her head. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I think that's kind of the whole the whole thing. But um, I can't remember this in the movie. I know I keep on saying that. But uh, in the script, I think this is kind of a cut comparison where Steve is talking to um, Annie one on one. He has a talk with Annie one-on-one after the dinner scene because after the whole, you know, shouting and everything, um, Peter cries. So Peter cries, you know, Steve tries to console and comfort him. And then Steve has this one-on-one conversation with Annie where, you know, he kind of tells her that. And that's where I can't remember if it's in the movie, so you have to let me know. Where, uh, you know, she keeps on saying, well, you know, because he was driving, because of this, because of that. And, you know, I pushed, you know, for Charlie to go. And then that's when Steve says, you know, if you didn't push Charlie to go, I would have pushed her to go. And no, that's not in a movie. OK, yeah. So so in that kind of cut comparison, he tells, you know, he tells Annie that it's not your fault that she's dead. If you weren't here, I would have pushed her to go to as well to go to that party and try to meet other children, because obviously there's something wrong with her. He didn't say that part. Um, that's kind of like the big elf in the room that there's something wrong with her that they don't address. Yeah, Yeah. And Steve even kind of tells her that you know, when it comes to son, you know, when it comes to Peter not coming to anyone, going to the cops or anything, he was in shock. He was in complete shock yeah. of what had yeah. just happened. You know, and the fact that he's sorry, he is sorry, it's just he's in shock, he's in denial. He's in everything. He's, you know, PTSD, everything right there. Yeah, that's he's, why he's acting the way he he's is. A high schooler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and it was an accident. And then we have where Steve has that one on one conversation with Peter. And this scene I really liked is kind of where, you know, Steve is kind of talking to Peter and they have that they have that one on one conversation. And in this conversation, you know, Peter tells his dad that he's sorry. He tells that he's sorry. He Mm. cries and everything. He says that he's sorry. You know, he he even kind of admits to hating his sister a little bit, too, as well. And it just kind of gets into this big thing. I really wish it would have made it into the movie. Yeah, that's not what Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish it would have made it in, but I can see why it got cut for, you know, for just kind of timing issues in general. So Steve has that one-on-one like, in the script and everything. And then that's when Annie is out shopping for uh, supplies and then she runs into Joan again.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and so she just miraculously, you know, just happens to run into Joan. And that's when Joan talks about, the medium and yeah so... <laughs> oh yeah and oh. trying to convince
1: her and honestly uh, honestly annie is desperate so she takes this as an opportunity and that's how they do it that's, that's yeah that's how all these seances mm-hmm. mediums they, they prey on our our fears or our just our... your vulnerability exactly yeah. exactly so i i think it's interesting or not interesting it's funny how She's like, oh, I met with this medium and then all of a sudden when they go back to her place, yeah. She becomes the expert and then she's yeah. the one that's doing the seance. What? <laughs> I mean,
0: like during that whole scene you can you can tell with, you know, Annie or Tony Collette that she's very like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? When she brings up the whole medium thing, yeah, yeah. that she's very skeptical, you know, and like even when Joan says, oh, they brought in the ghost of someone from like the 1800s. You know, it just sounds all ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. sounds like every other on Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it, that's exactly what it sounds like. And that's how kind of, you know, Annie takes it. But Joan, you know, sells drawn it. She says, no, I felt something this and that you know and the medium came to her house and taught her how to do it and so of course it's just you know it's the cult pushing them you know help push them into getting these things and there was also uh, I don't
1: know if you remember this scene but there was a shot of the mail that's coming in through the door and then one of the flyers was for the medium so they had a a seance or a medium or whatever some sort of religious thing and it's just showing that they had their basis covered that uh-huh. if, if Joan wasn't able to pull her to the seance, they would have some other way to yeah. conduct a seance in their home. Yep. So,
0: this was a well planned thing that's been going on. So yeah, they they yeah. thought of everything. And I don't remember if she sees the pamphlet or not, but no, even not, if she did, it, it would was have just placed, a, it was yeah. just a quick scene of Where the they pamphlet put it in coming the, into yeah, the house. They put it in their little mail slot. So They're back at Joan's place and that's when Joan is doing like the seance. She's able to summon up her grandson in quotations. And so that's when all that weird stuff happens. You know, the table or the glass moves on the table. Yeah. They're able to use the chalkboard to draw on and everything. And Annie just freaks out. She's not having any of it. And she's trying to get out of Joan's house. But before she leaves, that's when Joan says, you know, I understand, I was, you know, it's a crazy thing to see at first, but here's a, you know, here's a candle, here's the instructions. Yeah, this is when the red flags start. Yeah, popping exactly. Up. You know, do it at your house, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and make sure that your family is present yeah. when you do it. They're everyone all there. there. Yeah, everyone yeah. has to be there. So, and already it's like, I would never try to do any Ouija board oh, or yeah. any of that yeah. stuff in my house. Forget that. No man. way. Yeah. I ain't playing with it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's how the Exorcist happens. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's uh-huh. up until this point. It was it was very drama based. It, it was this family mm-hmm. dealing and coping with death and all these problems, a tenuous relationships, right. and a failing marriage. All uh-huh. these things. How are they going to recover? How right. are they going to come back up? Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the music the scary music returns. As Uh I mentioned before, it stopped when the light turned on and now the scary music returns Mm -hmm. and it just starts to swell and it just goes into crazy town from here. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know what? You're right, too. It does kind of turn into a different movie from that point because... I mean, you get those hints often on it, but unless you've already seen the movie, you don't know to look for those, exactly. you know, those sigils and everything. Yes, yes. At this point, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just a traumatic experience that they've all had. And this is where, you know, it takes that turn and you start finding out more about why things are happening the way that they are. because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because you get those scenes of, you know, like, oh, putting the, you know, the seance, you know, and, you know, pamphlet yes, and the thing. Yes. It's like, what was that, you know? <laughs> and so, so, anyways, um, Annie wakes up her her whole entire family so they're all asleep she wakes them up because she wants to do the seance Yeah. and so she wants to do the seance and so she wakes up Steve she wakes up Peter all this stuff she even apologizes to Peter when she wakes him up you know and so yeah, she says yeah. I'm sorry for all the things I said and at this point they're all down there and you know I really wish they would have included that Steve was a psychiatrist because you know you can tell, even though you can tell in the look on his face, like this is all crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a séance because he's house. a man of science. Exactly, <laughs> and so, and so we have it where they all kind of look in disbelief. But Charlie wants to stay, so I think Charlie might, or no, it's not. Sorry, not Charlie. Peter. Peter. I think Peter. Peter wants to stay because I think he might want to try to reconnect with his mother. Yeah, you know? actually,
1: I did get that as well. Yeah. That he saw this as an opportunity she cares right yeah. now. Right now is, is is foreign to him that right. she is And apologizes to him. Yeah, apologizes to him and genuinely says, I want to do this. This will bring us back together as a family. Yeah. And for a moment, he believes her. Yeah, so that's he why he wants to stay. And I then think... that's what convinces uh, uh, Steve, Steve yeah. to stay. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because that's the vibe I felt right there. Because, I mean, with Peter, I think... I mean, he wants some sort of his family back because he lost his sister. All these things are happening. So, I mean, but yeah, so they're doing the seance and that's when, like, the glass, you know, gets moved very violently. That's when the candle, like, you know, turns into, like, a flamethrower for a second then comes back down. And then one of the very creepy scenes is that's when Tony Collette or Annie... Gets you know, she gets possessed. And yeah, and that one I couldn't follow. It was all over the place. Yeah, but when she's talking, it's the voice of Charlie. And that's the thing that really freaks it out. Yeah. She keeps saying, Mom, where is everybody? Why are you guys looking so scared? You know, and she's talking to Peter. And Peter's losing his shit. Yeah. And he's just like, Why are you trying to scare? You know, what I mean, yeah. poor Peter. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. This is insane. Yeah. So, and eventually, you know, she's she's going off. She's possessed by Charlie or Payment. And that same thing where I think at that point, if it was two different entities, yeah. that would have been maybe Charlie at that point. No, no, I think I think that's when, yeah, both of them come
1: into to yeah. her. Because, okay. because, not to go into it later, but they need to come out of her. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they are
0: currently inhabiting her yeah. at that moment. And I think at that point, they stay in her, I want to say.
1: To a certain point. To a certain point, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true, yeah. Until so,
0: later on. Until later on, for sure, so... So anyways, um we have it where it's Charlie's voice and then eventually Steve he throws the water out her face to wake her up out of that trance and everything. And so, you know, Steve's pissed off because Peter's crying, you know. And Peter's crying. Yeah. He's already gone through a lot, and now his mom's saying, "No, we can reach Charlie. We can talk to her. She's not really gone forever, oh, man. you know." And of course, you know, Charlie's voice is coming out of that was not Annie's a good mom. move. Yeah, that was such a bad he's move. crying. You know, he's losing it. He's he's you know, he was already on the edge, but he's getting pushed off more and more. Oh yeah. And so later that night, when they're all back asleep, um, Annie sees. You know, she wakes up and she sees like these ants. And she yeah. sees these ants kind of crawling, and so she follows the ants, and that's when you see that scene of Peter's face. And oh, it's just yeah. Completely uncovered in ants. <laughs> and, and oh my, I mean, it's a crazy scene in general, you Yeah. Know, where you see it and it's just all covered in ants. I probably should have looked up ant symbolism, but I didn't. So. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, I hate
1: these kind of scenes because it continues to lull the viewer into a sense of false, um, uh, what is yeah. the word? False. Am I awake? And In- Inception yeah. is yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she wakes up and then it's Peter and them. Um, and Peter's like, oh, mom, you're
0: sleepwalking again. So like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. She's sleepwalking. Okay. But then it gets even crazier. Oh, my God. This, I feel like even though it does kind of do that whole like, oh, I was asleep the whole time kind of, you know, kind of cliche. I like that scene between, you know, after she wakes up for the first time, yeah you know, where she's talking to, to Peter and Peter asks her, why are you so scared of me? Yeah. And then she says, I never wanted to be your mother. Yeah. And, and she, she and just, yeah. <laughs> As if it was yeah. a, like a mistake that she even said it. Yeah. I,
1: I mean, have, I have the, the script portion right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's crazy, man. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, that she even says that, uh, that she didn't want to have the baby, but she was pressured because yeah. of the mom uh-huh. um, building to a little more of the cultish thing. Right. And that she was trying to have a miscarriage. You don't tell this to your kid. Like at this moment, yeah. I'm like thinking, oh, man, what is going on here? And as they're talking, they just
0: mm-hmm. get wetter and wetter. And that yeah. sounds weird. Each, each scene they cut to. They get more yeah exactly yeah. get more and more wet so. yeah
1: and she says that she did all these things that to, to try to get a miscarriage all the things that they said not to do she did and uh-huh. peter's like you tried to kill me yeah and then and he says no i love you like it's uh-huh. like how do you how do you con- how do you convey oh, God, that during yeah. this moment and then there's one bit of dialogue that i didn't catch that kind of like now, when I look at the whole scope of uh-huh. things, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Annie says, uh, he says, and he says, "Peter's crying." He says, "Why did you try to kill me?" Yeah. And then Annie says, "I didn't. I was trying to save you." Uh-huh. And like you know, now when after you finish the movie, or like it's, it's like she couldn't escape her fate. She yeah. was trying to break the cycle. Uh-huh. If if Peter wasn't in the if Peter wasn't in the equation, then none
0: of this would have happened. Right or another child <laughs> yeah some yeah so i mean yeah because he was asking like why are you trying to kill me because she she says when she tries to have the miscarriage she did everything you weren't supposed to do yeah 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 so yeah. so i mean but but the sheer drugs, fact, cigarettes everything <laughs> yeah
1: but the, the sheer fact that she said that
0: i i i didn't try to kill you i tried to save you you know yeah. so that to save you from this crazy situation that's right. going to happen uh-huh I mean, even during that whole dinner scene, too, when they're arguing or when she's, you know, she's given her speech, you know, she even tells him, I wish I could shield you from this pain. Yes. Yes. This pain that you're feeling. I wish I could just take it all away and I wish I could just shield you from it. But your sister is, you know, I mean, your sister is dead. She's gone forever. And that's why I think Tony Collette does a really good job of portraying
1: that pain and anguish yeah that she's conflicted that she's angry about her daughter dying but still loves her son right and it's it's she does such a good
0: job yeah. in this movie <laughs> it's, it, she really does because in that type of role if you went a little too crazy yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it, it could be itself. a joke yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but she does a very good job of making it, you know, doing all those feelings, putting all of them together. And even towards, I mean, because towards the end, she becomes more unhinged, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she does a good job of pulling it off. But then we find out that they're getting
1: wetter and wetter because it's paint
0: thinner (laughs) it's paint thinner
1: uh she lights a match
0: and then she wakes up once again (laughs) back in her own you know her own little room or her own bedroom yeah so we cut into the next day and we have peter where he's at school and so he sees that flash of light yes so he starts seeing that flash of light where he's at school and so i think he sees it in his classroom at first um but he, I think he sees it in his classroom and he ends up going to the bathroom. He he has like a breakdown and I guess in one of the halls and he apparently calls his dad and says that you know, like Charlie's ghost is, you know, yeah. some vengeful spirits going after him. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, his son. So Peter or sorry, Steve goes to go pick up Peter from school. And that's when um, he calls his dad and Annie even destroys, you know, her miniatures she yeah. destroys her miniatures. Yeah, because she can't yeah. handle it. She's freaking out, losing control, and yeah. yeah. So, and even that's why, like, with uh, Stevie ends up calling Annie a little bit later on, saying, "You know, I just got a phone call from my son to go pick him up because he had a mental breakdown. Yeah, you know, what I mean, in his school and everything, he thinks there's a vengeful spirit going after him because he doesn't want the seance happening in his house. You know what yeah. I mean? Everything that's going even more wrong, and in, in, is and happening. This
1: is the moment where he's starting to break. And he is starting to step in. That yeah. he, he can't take this anymore. He can't enable. He can't allow this to continue. Yeah. And
0: his son's on the line. Exactly. So, yeah. He
1: even says that. That right now, my main focus is
0: protecting my son. Right. As if Annie is not trying to do the same. Yeah. Because, I mean, right now, it feels like, I guess, from like kind of Steve's perspective. Because, you know, Annie could either take Peter's life or kind of force Peter to take his own life because of all the things that are happening because even though they're not moving forward, more more things keep on happening in their lives that are drawing them back to it. So we cut to where, you know, Steve and Peter, they come back to the home and then that's when they mentioned that, you know, there's an awkward smell in the house. And they notice that there's flies. You know, there's more flies in the house than usual. Yeah, you know, I didn't catch
1: that the first time watching. Right.
0: (laughs) And it was very subtle because he just
1: says it maybe once. smells like
0: something died in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what he says. And so, uh, yeah, so they add into that smell. And then um, we have it where uh, Tony Collette or Annie, she's, um, I guess she added more figurines. And so she added more figurines and... Or we're not sure if she even added those figurines or they just kind of showed up there because we see an added figurine of Peter in his bed, except he's headless. Mm. And so we see one of those kind of added figurines. And then I think how it how that kind of scene ends is it's late at night and. Annie is walking through the house. She goes into Charlie's room and you see Charlie's notebook. Yeah. Because that was one of the things, those pictures were getting drawn in her notebook. Yeah, yeah. And apparently Charlie, in quotations, was drawing them through the seance and everything.
1: Yeah, that, the connection. What yeah. is that? Joan said that the connection with her grandson was the chalkboard. The right. The connection with Charlie is her little notepad. Yeah, as her notepad of drawings. So... And I was wondering why they chose Alex Wolf to play Peter. Uh-huh. And I know why now, because they needed that mole there in so that when Charlie drew that on the piece of paper, it was recognizable as oh, oh, right. it's Peter that Charlie's
0: drawing, not of Steve. <laughs> That's how he got that role. I mean, he does a really good job in it. So. <laughs> oh, man. So, so we have it where... Because we see that there's that picture. We don't know it's a picture of Peter yet, but there's this picture of Peter that keeps on going on in her notebook and his, his eyes are X'd out. Dog, it has the mole. You know it. <laughs> and it's the mole, yeah. <laughs> you know it's Where's Peter. that mole? That's <laughs> Peter. So, so Peter's asleep that night and this is a crazy scene too where oh, Peter's, yeah. Yeah, Peter's asleep because he hears that he hears that tongue clicking sound, right? Yeah. He hears the... jumps He hears the he tick and that's when he sees charlie in the corner of his room oh and yeah in that hoodie and everything and of course when he sees it you know charlie i guess tries to speak and then her head falls off and yeah it, it falls turns off, into a little nerf ball it turns into a little nerf ball and then there's the dog right there that yeah. we keep on forgetting about that oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: corgi
0: yeah so and then all of it, this is when the hands reach up from
1: behind the 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 bed frame yeah exactly okay. yeah so that's when the hands reach up behind him and this is the interesting thing because I've been hearing or I've been seeing mixed opinions whether those hands were actually Annie's hands. Right. Or were those hands um, cult members right. that were trying to uh, incite this craziness and stuff uh-huh. because, because Annie is there in the room also, but where she's standing and where the bed is placed. Yeah, there's, there's some distance. Yeah, yeah, there's some distance. And there's no way that Annie could have gotten that leverage from behind. Yeah. That. So it's either the cult members, payment or it could have been Annie. So. Or magic. Yeah, or, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just
0: this ambigui- amb- yeah. ambiguity there. And I don't mind the ambiguity either of, you know, who really was tearing out his head. But we have it where... You know, Annie says, you know, she heard him screaming, and so she went to go check up on him. Yes, yes. Yeah, so she went to go check up on him and said, no, it wasn't me, but don't tell your father what happened. Because she tells her, I thought I saw Charlie. And that's when Annie says, don't tell him what happened because he's not going to believe it. There's something going on right now that yeah. I think is bigger than the both of us. Yeah. And only I can stop it. Yeah, and and he, and he and she's trying to console him. Yeah. She's saying, that I, I love you. I'm like, you know, I am gonna take care of it. Don't worry. Only I can do this. Right. Because at this point, she's upset because, you know, she saw the picture of Peter and, you know, in Charlie's notebook. Yes, yes. And it's kind come, it's of come, kind of came aware to her that um, this thing is after Peter. Yeah. And at this point, you're still kind of like, well, of course, second time around, you're like, well, Annie does know that there's something bigger going on. Yeah, but it's but, just making
1: her look
2: more yeah, and more crazy.
0: Exactly. Throughout the whole movie, I'm thinking, is this a I kept on thinking this is a mental illness thing. Yeah. None of these things are happening. It's just all happening. You know, her in the view, yeah, exactly. In the yeah, and, and them, again, so. that
1: that's that's what I'm thinking is that th- there's a certain point where it switches over, but this is Annie's, like, if you're looking at it from a psychological standpoint, this is uh, Annie's perspective as she slowly goes insane.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, either way, I'm, I mean,. Yeah, I mean that's how good this movie is. You insert whatever <laughs> you you can insert either you know mental illness being the main thing, or which it definitely is, and also the whole payment, the cult worshipping. It works either way. Yeah, yeah. And so Annie tries to burn the book that is that is linked to Charlie, and then when she tries to throw on the fire and catches on fire, her arm sleeve catches on fire too. Yes, yes. And so it comes apparent that she's linked to this book as well. And so at that point, I'm not sure if Charlie and payment are still inside her or, you know, what exactly is going on with that book. Yeah. 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 So, or if it's just trying to or if yeah, it's you just not know where Charlie right, Payman yeah. Charlie and Payment is, they're just floating around. I honestly think that Charlie and Payment are still in Annie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. So, I mean, if that was her, you know, pulling on Peter's head, she wouldn't have remembered, you know, I mean, if it would have cut out. And yeah, so, yeah. and so she tries to burn the book. It doesn't work. So she takes the book out. And then we have that really kind of slam cut of where it goes from day to night or yes, sorry, from yes. yeah from day to night very so quick. Yeah, very interesting show Or night to day, I can't remember. So night to day. yeah, night to day. So where it's just night and it's just it's just such a it's such a it's a good cut. It's very in your face. You notice it. Yeah, yeah. And so, which I don't know too much about cutting or editing, but that's a very apparent like <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. It's it's, to it's like it's like yeah, it's like what the
1: hell you. like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, so if you weren't on board or, you know, watching this movie, you know, I guess at the edge of your seat you were now, you know, that woke oh, you yeah, up. Yeah. So Um, we have it where Annie goes back to Jones and so she goes back to Jones and this is kind of one thing we kind of skipped over is that whole placemat that she has that says her name on there. And she mentions, Oh, my mother used to make things that looked, you know, she used to make mats just like that. And so she tries going back to Joan because he's trying to figure out what's going on because she let this thing into her house and no one's answering. Then you kind of get a view of what's happening inside the apartment. Yeah. And there's these drapes everywhere, these it's white drapes. It's filled with all this paraphernalia mm-hmm. for cultish activities. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a ritual, that triangle ritual thing. And I believe it has one of uh, Charlie's miniatures on there. Or oh, of, I, I didn't notice that. I, yeah, I think it's one of Charlie's miniatures. It's some sort of miniature, I think, from Annie. And then a, I think it's a picture of Peter, too, as well. Mm. And so I, I think that's what's on the ritual table. And so... She can't get a hold of Joan or anything. And we have it where Peter's at school and Joan is yelling at Peter.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand this <laughs> at all.
0: So, okay, just to give... No one call the cops, but...
1: <laughs> just to give the, the viewers a, a little insight, I thought that it wasn't going to end the way that it was going to end. I kind of saw, all right, this is the direction that they're taking it. And earlier in the movie... She's the Annie is going through her books and uh-huh. she sees a little note
0: from her mom Lay, and it says that oh oh no. I have it I have it here if you want me to read it yes too. yes go for yeah, it yeah so um let, earlier in the movie when she's going through mom her mother's things um one of the notes that kind of falls I guess out of one of the photo albums and it's a note to Annie from yes, her mother yes. Lee or Leigh, whatever her name is and it says forgive me for all the things I could not tell you as I truly could not. Please don't hate me and try not to despair your losses. You will see in the end that they that they were worth it. Our sacrifices will pale next to the rewards. Love, Mommy.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I thought that what's going on is... I thought it was going to be a normal horror movie that in the end, everyone else is going to die. But the main character and then one other person was going to survive. And I thought that what's going to be revealed was the mom is actually trying to protect the family from this. this yeah. Demon. The grandma, right? The, yeah. I thought that that's what I
0: was thinking yeah, too, that the grandma yeah. was trying
1: to protect <laughs> the family from this evil curse or whatever, yeah. or evil demon that's trying to make their way into that family. the family. was like a protection thing. And yeah.
0: Not, yeah. 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 That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and the little, the little, um,
1: the little uh, doorway right. pads were supposed to be put in front of the door so that evil demons can't come inside and stuff like that right and that's why joan is a friend of her and she knows like uh-huh. she she knows about the curse and she's trying at that moment i thought oh joan is trying to protect peter yeah she's doing a spell to get right. Peter out of there because she's yelling get out peter she get says out. i expel you or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah and i i it was at this moment that I don't know what she's doing, but I, I had it in my mind that Joan and the
0: grandma were trying to save the family, right. but that's, that
1: was completely wrong. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, and that goes back to that thing where everything you think that's going to happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it, yeah. T- it makes you think to follow those kind of horror movie tropes or that or those movie kind of rule guidelines or things yeah, you yeah. from countless other ones you know like oh the mom wasn't actually or the grandma lee she wasn't actually evil she's just trying to protect you guys and it doesn't go that way it makes you think it and it just completely scraps that idea oh yeah but, yeah and then the way that it ends is is something that i wouldn't even expect at all but yeah we'll continue absolutely. so i mean um yeah so annie she discovers the mat and so she sees that it looks just like the ones yeah, from mom she Yusame. goes to
1: joan and tries to solicit some of her help because yeah. she was the one that told her about the seance. Mm-hmm. So she thinks maybe she has some answers. She can't find her. Mm-hmm. And Joan is actually at Peter's school doing yeah. some
0: sort of weird ritual. I expel you. And yeah, so, <laughs> and no one knows. Only Peter sees it. And so, yeah, yeah that's the thing. only Peter sees it. So Annie's back at, the, you know, back at her house and she's going through her mom's, her mom's things. And so when she's going through her mom's things, you know, that's when she kind of sees these books. And so there was a book, uh, I believe the one the note was in was called notes on spiritualism. Yes. yes. That was one of mom's thing or her mother's things. Yes. Right I there. do remember that. And so another thing that they had, um, and I'll have to add that a little bit in more too. But, um, so when she finds on the books, she sees that there's a highlighted paragraph. And so I'll just read the paragraph real yeah, quick. So, yeah. It. So, um, the highlighted paragraph was when su- when successfully invoked payment will possess the most vulnerable host. Only when the ritual is complete, will payment be locked into the ordained host. Once locked in, a new ritual is required to unlock the possession. A sentence underlined in the pencil reads, Payman is a male, thus covetous of a male human body. Mm. So that's the whole thing where if Payman's in Charlie, Charlie's a female. She was supposed to be in Peter, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's kind of where it's like Payman's like this god of mischief. She finds out that Joan knew mom. Yes, that through, pa- through photo albums, she mm-hmm. sees these pictures of them together. And she
1: realizes that she was in the same cult that her, gra- her that her mother was in. Right.
0: So we get we get that right there. They're in that in that cult together. And apparently, whoever summons payment, they'll get you know riches and things like that. And that's why you know her mother her mother did this thing. Apparently, it's supposed to be all worth it in the end. Yeah. And yeah, really something that got like kind of skipped over in the movie. It might have, but it was in the script. Was and it kind of cuts back to that herb thing. And I guess apparently in one of the older photos, there is a photo of the mom feeding Charlie. And in the baby bottle is those herbs. Really? Yeah. So apparently oh, that's what she was feeding Charlie to as well were like those herbs. And it must have been some sort of ritual to put her in a host body. Yeah. And so maybe because she wasn't able to get her hands on Peter that she put it in Charlie. And then eventually the plan was to take it out of Charlie and put it into Peter, yeah, because it has a way to undo the ritual and put it in another host too, as well. No, I and I
1: I got that same perspective as well. I thought because you know Annie didn't want Annie didn't want her mother to be anywhere near Peter, and because the when she talks about her brother and his schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. What was going on was the mom was trying to put payment into her own son. Yeah. And when she wasn't able to do do so because she killed herself, she looked at Annie as, oh, you need to have this child. And that's why she says that I was pressured into having Uh you. I tried to release you. I tried to save you, but I still had you. Yeah. So I didn't want my mom anywhere near you. So she was trying Uh to save her. So. I don't know why the mom felt guilt about uh, not having Lay or her or her mom uh-huh. uh, be around Peter, so she gave her Charlie. Yeah, and she man- manipulated her to yeah, try to yeah yeah. So so yes, I, I I feel that Charlie was a normal girl, and then all of a sudden the grandma did her own ritual
0: to put uh-huh. payment into Charlie. Yeah. and I I agree with and you I think in that now from looking at it, I feel like it might be a little bit more clear that payment and whoever the host is, they're two different people because with her brother if that was the case or payment was in him he just killed himself because there were people inside of him that he didn't like or yeah, something yeah. was going on so and another thing kind of that adds just kind of go way back a little bit in the film when it comes to that whole fate thing of or the, the whole there's a bigger thing happening pushing everything into place is whenever when uh, annie's working on her miniatures there's that paint bottle, this is right after she meets Joan, the paint, yeah. bottle, the paint bottle falls over by itself. And when oh, it falls over by itself, I it falls around that. Joan's number. Oh, and then I she didn't... picks it up and then that's when she calls Joan. Oh, shoot. I didn't know yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> because the paint bottle, like, it's it's out of her reach, but it's, it's not where she could have hit it. And so it just falls over by itself. At least that's how it is in the script or how it sounds in the script. Interesting. So that's another thing where it's like, you know, they were really planning this out right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Annie finally knows that Joan knows mom. There's something more going on. It's this ritual thing that's happening. Um, and then Peter sees the light at school again. So um, he sees the light at school. And I believe that this time he's either in his classroom or points to his class as well. And as Peter sees the light at school, Annie is back at home and she goes into the attic. And as soon as she opens up that attic, that's when all the flies come out and everything. Yeah, and you yeah. Get, you see her you get the smell. And so you see that in the attic. And as she goes up there, she sees the headless corpse up in the attic, and the sigil of payment in dry blood. Yeah, yeah. And she thinks it's her mother that's up there because, of course, the grave was desecrated, and so. And how the cult members
1: got this dead body into the house? How the family didn't smell? Yeah. How come the smell wasn't stronger? Right. And how come the flies weren't more? uh, Like, throughout the house, is Uh beyond me. We talked about we don't know what the time frame was, right? And if that body was up there for, for months, yeah, yeah. months, then that smell would have been crazy throughout the house. Yeah. You'd have to like evict it or like you know evacuate it and have like a yeah.
0: a team come in to. Unless they dipped it in something, I mean, <laughs> <Embalming>. I would fluid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past these guys just because they've planned. You know what I mean? They've done a lot of oh, things yeah, to yeah, set yeah. everything in motion, and so they seem to have you know they're very coordinated. So. And so, uh, she goes in that attic. She finds her mother's dead body in there. And then we have Peter's possession at school. Oh yeah, yeah. And she lo- he looks at himself and sees evil Peter in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> payment, I guess you could say, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving something. This, this smirk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wish I didn't see that because that's in one of the trailers. Oh, is it? Yeah. And I kind of wish I didn't see that part in the trailer because, I mean, he he does that thing where he raises his hand. He's all like disconjorted or he's all like you know he's in an awkward pose and everyone's looking at him his eyes are going a weird color yeah and again that alex wolf did a great job yeah (laughs) i i I don't
1: know how he did that or how he (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you can see his body's contorted in this weird way he obviously looks uncomfortable and the teacher doesn't do anything all throughout it come on man Like, seriously, the person in front of him looks back and sees, like, has a detailed look of his face. But still, they don't do anything until he slams his head against the table. And he gets a good couple of hits before anyone does
0: anything. Then he just snaps out of it and screams. I guess in their defense, it's like, what do you even, I mean, of course, you stop them. But in that situation where you're just like, what the hell is going on? Because even one of the kids asked, like, is he breathing? And then yeah. he just completely slams onto that table and just shat, breaks his nose and everything. That's and insane it's, yeah, Yeah, man. I wish I didn't see that in the trailer because that would have been such a good scene to just, just him smashing his face on that on that and him yeah. freaking out afterwards too. And the blood spurt that's on the, the desk yeah. itself. Oh man, it, it is a good scene. It's, it's a very good scene, especially just how peter or how even like uh what's his name alex wolf yeah just is acting afterwards you know the the pure look of fear on his face after that just happened oh yeah oh, and yeah. so um so steve takes peter home after of course because he, he smashed his nose he gets a phone call from you know from the office again or from the office and peter or sorry peter has just broken his nose and as he's taking him home um there's even that scene where peter's kind of asleep in the back of the car And Steve breaks down so he's he's breaking down and you know he's losing it too yeah you know he was seemed to be the only one left who was trying to hold everything together and now he's just completely losing it and because his son you know of course just commit you know just did this to himself and so Annie is waiting and so when Steve when Steve gets home they help put Peter into bed and then that's when Annie tells him about the attic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so Steve's already kind of... He's tired. You know what I mean? He's tired of all of it. He thinks his wife has gone off the deep end again. She's crazy. You know, she's not lucid. And then, of course, when he goes up in the attic, you see the flies come out. Yeah, yeah, And then he walks up in there, and then he, you know, sees the grave, or he sees the body, and he thinks Annie did it. Annie's the one who dug up his her mo- mother's grave, put the body in there. You know, who's behind all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean what do you do at that point you know <laughs> I know yeah you sympathize with Annie because this
1: whole time has been from her perspective uh-huh. from the narrator you see what's been going on in the background where she's been going those nights and you think man just believe her come on Steve believe her yeah but from Steve's perspective he doesn't know what's going on all he knows is that her, his wife broke down Mm-hmm. She made them do a seance and then did this crazy thing that made Peter cry. Yeah. And now they find the headless corpse of her mother
0: yeah. up in the attic. What is he supposed to believe? Exactly. And she didn't call the cops. She didn't do anything because that's when she starts saying, you know, she throws it out there. We're cursed. Yes. And because yes. she believes that there's something bigger going on that's doing this to them because she saw the photo albums, all that stuff. Again, he's a man of science. Exactly. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> he's not buying this cursed mumbo jumbo. And so... You know she tells him we're cursed and that's when you kind of get you know she tells him that we're cursed and she brings up the book and of course he's just like you know he's kind of in disbelief of all of it you know yeah. he thinks that she put the body in there she dug it up you know his wife's gone off the deep end and just that you know she's saying we're cursed it's because of some sort of cult or some sort of outside reason why this is all happening
1: and, and her manic portrayal is great yeah she's Speaking fast, she doesn't know what she's. Well, she knows what she's trying to say, Uh but she's jumping from subject to subject, trying to, um, trying to get hold of the situation. But she's speaking crazy. Yeah, she's again. She's like, I
0: know how it sounds. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and she again, she's doing such a really good
0: job of selling this Mm -hmm. this role that she's playing. Oh God, absolutely. I don't know why she didn't get nominated, but (laughs) (laughs) so. We have it where you know she's talking about the book, it's cursed, and she's trying to get Peter to throw it in there because yeah, if yeah. she does it, she'll catch on fire. She and that's what she believes she's going to catch on fire, and she wants Peter to do it because she's too scared to do it. Yeah, and and she's and, saying
1: her goodbyes yeah, too. She's, it's she's a saying, very
0: heartfelt goodbye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, amongst the crazy
1: ramblings that yeah. she's saying, she's saying, "I love you," I like I, I I'm
0: sorry that this is, has to happen and all that, and then, but he's not buying it. Yeah, I mean. He goes to try to do it, to throw it in there. But then that's when he says, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm not playing this game. I can't enable this, you know, because I mean, at this point, it's like, you know, all this crazy stuff's going on and his, you know, his main thing is protecting his son. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Andy grabs the book and throws it in there. And then that's when Steve lights on fire. Oh man, <laughs> I
1: oh, did not see man. that part coming. So <laughs> you know, I was thinking that he was going to get caught on fire, but I I didn't. It, it wasn't a trope. It wasn't a thing that I was like, oh, I bet he's going to catch on fire. Yeah. I'm like, thinking, I think maybe that he's going to catch on fire. I maybe he's going to catch on fire instead. Uh-huh. And then it did happen, and that that cut right to him bursting into flames. I'm not going to lie, that was probably like the worst shot in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I could
0: see that. <laughs> it, like, I think we could blame it on budget reasons. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, very true. You know, but
1: you can already, t- you can kind of see some of the flame retardant clothing that's yeah. on him before
0: the fire is actually I mean, engulfing. Right. But, With all the memorable shots, I think we've had of this movie. I think I can let it pass on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah You can. You're, you're allowed one. Yeah, that's <laughs> your one right there. And so, <laughs> so you know, Steve catches up on fire, and you know, there goes Steve. And, yeah, so, and as <laughs> as he's burning, that light.
1: From around the room coalesces Mm -hmm. and goes down on her. And then that's when, uh, like, again, as you mentioned that one passage, the host must be weak. Oh, yeah. I think this is where I think that Charlie and payment take Uh, over her because her mental state is uh now pushed to the point where she just watched her lover
0: ignite and fire. Exactly. That's weak enough that now payment can take control of her. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense right there. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that makes complete sense. It's like like Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta weaken them first. Yeah. Before you can catch them. So, so we have it where she gets possessed and then, Peter wakes up. Yes. So he wakes up, his nose is in bandages. And this and- is this super creepy, oh my God. super creepy shot. And it's there for a while. Yeah, it's it, But it's nighttime. It's yeah.
1: nighttime. He he wakes up in his bed, no lights, and then he's just going about the rooms. Um, yeah. the What I wrote on my my uh-huh. book was turn on a light, man. Come yeah. on. Just turn on a light. That's <laughs>
0: clapper. Like-
1: <laughs> but. One of the doors is open. I think it's the grandma's room is open. He immediately closes and locks it. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's going through the I don't blame him. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, he's going through the house and then he sees that it's open and he just closes it and locks it. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. But that scene when he wakes up and Annie is just in the corner. Oh, yeah. And she's just like in the, she's in the ceiling corner too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just dark and it's there for a while. And I don't even notice it. But when you notice it again, it lingers yeah. there. It oh, lingers yeah, there man. for such a long time. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I this don't is, even know how this long that is scene is. in his is, room. But, yeah. yeah, this is in her, yeah, his in room. His yes, room yes. Yeah, in his room, yeah. Something catches his eye in in the corner of his room. I can't remember what it is, but she, she does a crab walk. Because yeah. she's in that corner of the room, and then she does like that crab walk all throughout the house. Oh, yeah, and, and then she, flo- she flies yeah. away like all creepy, like, yeah. a, like a weird fish. It's, <laughs> it's insane because, you know, she's crying. She's, crawling away and it works too like you oh, think yeah. that might be an effect that might suck but it, because it's nighttime and just the atmosphere of the situation it definitely works out because she's doing that crab walk and then that's when peter discovers you know steve you know discovers his dad because yeah he sees... yeah and again same shot uh-huh. where the mob is
1: just hanging out in the top yeah. and the corner and i i like i i like this frame it's not it's not a good shot, uh-huh. but this framing of where Peter is in the center of the frame uh-huh. and nothing else. It's just empty space all around his head, except in his top right corner yeah. of the screen. And it's it's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh God, she's just crawling all over the place, Spider-Man and about. Yeah, so, yeah. so we have it where Annie chases Peter. She starts chasing him. Yeah. he and he.
1: But what happens, though, he finds a dad and then he sees... A naked person. Oh, that's in, right. In in, in, uh-huh. in the dining room or whatever. Uh huh. And it goes back to that one shot where where the mom was in the in the roof, but she's not over there uh-huh. anymore. She ends up appearing like a diagonal in front of him, and that's why he books it the other oh, way. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when he books up the stairs, yeah. and then the attic is left open. Yeah. And then that's when he goes up to the attic, and he closes it, and then you get that scene where. Annie is scariest re- scene. Oh, scariest Jesus. scene, and then that's you hear slamming on the attic yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just he's just, oh.
1: he just screaming, "Mommy, I'm sorry, mommy, I'm uh, sorry, yeah. I'm he's sorry." Losing it, and his uh-huh. he's drooling, and he's really selling it. But I watch listeners. I watched this when I was sick, and like I was not in the right headspace. And at and then later that night, I I woke up in the middle of the night because I needed to like blow my nose and clear my throat. And I just could not go back to sleep because I was thinking of that scene <laughs> of Annie on the ceiling, uh-huh. just bang your
0: head on that on that God. door. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> just how she does it too, because I mean, anyone who's seen an attic door, you know, it's it's vertical. You know, it's yeah, on yeah. your ceiling, and she's it she's, looks like she's in kind of like a fetal position on. No, well, not so much a fetal position. While yeah. she's on your knees, she's crawling. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, crawling on she's it. She's defying gravity, and so <laughs> and, and and they sped up the obviously yeah. they sped up the. No, that was video. all her. <laughs> I mean, she's a really good actress, so I believe it. So, yeah, so she, she's knocking on it. She's knocking and banging her head on it. And that's when she, he, uh, Peter, uh-huh. sees what's going on in the attic. Yeah, he finds his picture with, I think, the eyes crossed out like in X's, and it's in that. It's burned triangle. out. It's, oh, it's burned, burned out. out. Yeah, oh, okay. it's burned out. Yeah, and it's in that triangle. It's in that kind of ritual triangle. And I think he even sees like and the of paint. Yeah, the body of the body
1: of the mom is no longer there. Yeah, it's, it's really just an there. outline, and yeah. it's
0: right in the center. And then you see the treehouse, and the treehouse has some lights in it. There's obviously someone in the treehouse. Yeah, and this is a scene. Um, this is a scene that both of these scenes actually back to back that are really good. Where you know he looks up, and somehow you know his mom got in there magically. Oh oh my goodness that's another scary and it's crazy scary and that's actually a piano wire that yeah, she's yeah. using yeah. she just saw your head she off she saws and her own head each, off each
1: each time she does she more, goes faster yeah <laughs> yeah it goes faster and more and more blood just starts spurting yeah. out and that sound effect is so fitting god. it's just spurting out and, and he's he, freaking out uh-huh. there's a window there and obviously you know he's gonna throw himself out of the window yeah at what point does it
0: happen oh god cause he sees those uh, after she saws her head off
1: no, no, the, the head doesn't or, saw. Oh yeah, she saw sawing, sawing her head, it, and, then, and then he sees the people. Yeah, yeah. and it's
0: three naked
1: guys again. Yeah. and yeah. I, I don't. Maybe I'm I'm making this up, or it,
0: did they say hi to him? You know, I don't remember if they said hi. I thought they might have. I think they I say think there's something. A, I think there's a chick in there too. So okay, but I yeah.
1: But the, someone says I. I I don't know if I'm just making it up or I wish that they did, but I think one of them says, "Hi,"
0: and then, <laughs> and then he just. My name's Dan. I'm here for the orgy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, wrong now. It's Like, <laughs>
1: and also with these, so we're led to believe that these are cult members, right? Yeah, but they're all of them are all pale. They uh, d- unless they did something to their skin so that they ashened themselves so that they might have, or another thing that I read was they could be ghosts or oh, something. Okay. I don't know. But as soon as he sees that he gets freaked out, he jumps out of the yeah. window and then he hits the ground. You don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. All you do, you hear is that continuing sawing,
0: and then you hear a thud of the, the head. head hitting the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like that scene. Cause when he sees the naked people, um, One of them is actually the guy from the beginning at the funeral, at the grandma's funeral. Really? He's the guy with, like, the earrings who, like, stares at Charlie. Oh. So, that was him. So, he's actually, because he's one of the cult members. Yeah, yeah. And I like how Peter jumps out of that window because he just gets so terrified. Yeah. And he just, I like how, because I don't think I've ever really seen that in a scary movie before, where you just get so, you know, so shit scared. You, like, you know, fight or fight, yeah. you know, he just jumped straight out the window. Yeah, yeah, and I probably yeah. would have done the same thing Yeah, that exactly, situation. like, fuck it, just... <laughs> yeah, 10 times out of 10, that would be Yeah, me. exactly, so... He,
1: and then we are led to believe that he dies. Yeah. And then you see a small light float down and descend onto his back uh-huh. and then get absorbed into him. Yeah.
0: I I, I Does read, he die, or...? Well, that's the thing, I I... Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because well, if that was his most vulnerable, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. Th- I think that he does die, and then that spirit or that little wisp of light that flows down uh-huh. is supposed to be Charlie or Payman. This is obviously, listeners. This is the whole twist and the craziness yeah. of the end. The, the also uh, they don't show it, but you see the. Oh well, they do show it, obviously. But there's the body of the dog there. The dog is
0: dead, too. I know. All exact. of them died. The whole oh, family died. Even the dog. I'm glad they didn't show the dog. Yeah. But... That would have been too much for this movie. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> you can decapitate as many mentally handicapped girls as you want. Yeah. But if you kill a dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so so now Peter is mm-hmm. not no longer inside of the body and Payman or Charlie yeah. can take control of the host. Uh-huh. And he gets up, he makes the click. Yep, he does that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees that the floating headless body of his mom, Annie, as it goes into the treehouse. Yep. Man, these, it, these shots are crazy. Like, uh-huh. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. Try, if I explain this to a sane person without any context. So, guy jumps out of a window, a light. Falls onto his back. Oh. He comes up. He's the reincarnated demon sister. Yeah,
0: god of mischief or yeah.
1: whatever it is. And... and then his headless mom floats into a treehouse. <laughs> it's crazy stuff right there.
0: God of mischief. You mean Loki from the Avengers? No, no, no. no different no, no. god of mischief. No, no. Heyman, <laughs> One of the eight kings of hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah, because, you know, uh, Annie's in there. And then when he goes into that treehouse, that's when he sees... The, the body of his mother in yes. kind of like a bowing down form. Yes, and yes. it's to that Christ-like figure of like a wooden sculpture. And on the yes. head is Charlie's, you yes. know, Charlie's you Charlie's know, deformed head. head and decomposed. Yeah. And it's another
1: mm-hmm. callback to the sculptures that Charlie would make. yeah And this is another one with weird heads. Yeah. That she,
0: she put a, a pigeon head on one or whatever. And now this one has Charlie's head yeah. on it. So – At that point, I don't think Peter says anything anymore. No. Like yeah. Or even he just does that clicking noise. And he's in there and he sees his mother's body and that, you know, and that kind of kneeling down. And then also his grandmother's body too as well. Charlie's head. And And, they crown him. And also,
1: maybe maybe I got this wrong. Maybe I'm confusing it. I thought there was three Headless bodies there, and one of them was singed up. It was the dad. I thought the dad's body was. You know, there I don't remember
0: well. if the dad was in there or not. Okay, I'd so, have to relook that up. Yeah, might may or not be in there, but yeah, I'd have to look that one up again. Yeah. But I do know that when they they crowned him, the the king, one of the he's payment they yes, tell him yes. he's payment you're one of the eight kings of hell and they all say you know all hell payment and they make that kind of uh i guess you say that kind of vow to him you know please give us you know wisdom knowledge bring us more familiars bring us more followers all that stuff let people bow down to your will yeah and then when he kind of like turns around you know his mother and his grandmother's body are now facing towards him they kind of magically move towards facing him yeah and they all say all hail payment all hail payment yeah and one of the things, and that's how that movie ends where, you know, they're saying all hell payment. It kind of fades out and it kind of fades out to like that miniature to that kind of miniature scene a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And in the script, Peter says a couple more things afterwards because he's in there. He's oh, getting, really? Yeah. And yeah. So in the script, he asks who he is. And then that's when they tell him that you're payment. Mm. You know, you're basically Charlie right there. He says, who am I? You are payment. One of the eight kings of hell. And then. Uh, he doesn't react and he just stares and uncomprehending. And, oh, and then okay. that's how it ends. And so <laughs> Oh okay. I thought he actually says
1: something after they tell him he's payment, but they cut him actually asking who he is. Because yeah, originally in the movie they don't he doesn't say anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I I will also say uh-huh. when he dies and then he sees the mom floating up into the treehouse, the music shifts and it's no longer scary anymore. It's more dreamlike it's yeah. more serene or that's true something something like uh, like springtime flowering uh-huh. meadows and stuff like that along those lines and I, I, again when I was watching this movie, I was freaking out you know the last 20 minutes is is crazy-huh because as I was watching the movie every now and then I was sick so I had to stop it here and there so I can go to the restroom to kind of clear out my nose and all that. But I, as I was going through, I'm like, "What's going to happen?" I I I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know what was happening, and it was getting close to the end mm-hmm. of the movie. And I was at the point where there's only 30 minutes left, and I was wondering, "What? Where is this going?" Uh-huh. And then even when right after Peter jumps out of the window, and there's still around seven minutes left, I'm like, what's? going to happen <laughs> I, I i didn't know that the climax already happened yeah. and it's just going to end there i was just stunned uh-huh because it was just out of nowhere all this randomness yeah crazy payment thing at yeah the end. yeah because
0: i mean you that's when you very first hear it out loud is the name payment yeah you, you you see it kind of written down and everything but that's the very first time i believe mm. that you hear it said out loud you know all hell payment and, you know, they're Jones telling him he's one of the, the eight kings of hell. And when I first watched it, I still thought this is all mental illness. This is all going on. This yeah. is all how someone is perceiving what's happening because they've experienced such traumatic events. This is Peter seeing this because And at first I thought that Annie was, you know, being so shaken up from Charlie's death that she had killed Steve. Because my whole thing was when you see Steve's body again. He's not where he is at the point. Yeah, he's when laying he's down. And, yeah, yeah. But he's closer to the fire pit. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe Annie lit him with the, the lighter fluid yeah, yeah. and then set him on fire. And that's, you know, that's Peter kind of comprehending his mother killing his father and then decat or killing herself. And then that's him kind of yeah. thinking, you know, mental illness all along. No, Oh, yeah. And I,
1: I completely agree. It's I, also it's at that point where. Steve goes into flames that payment takes over Annie's bodies. That that can also be construed as that's when Annie completely loses her mind. And then we go to Peter. Now we're in Peter's perspective and this is him slowly losing his Mm -hmm. mind going deeper and deeper into that. And then when he supposedly quote unquote dies, that's when he's completely
0: gone as well. Oh yeah. So I mean... Yeah, so (laughs) there's a lot that happened in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much where we're at with the movie Hereditary. So (laughs) I'm. (laughs) Oh man. I'm honestly,
1: it was it was a really good movie. Uh I honest, I would suggest it to anyone to want to watch it. That they they check it out first before looking up any spoilers. Oh, absolutely. But I am looking forward to, because this was the first movie of Ari Aster. Yeah, Aster. Yeah, Ari Aster. And I'm looking forward to what his next movie mm. A what, was, it A24?
0: Yeah, I think it was either E or A24. Yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about last podcast. Where so they, they, movie.
1: they already greenlit that he's going to be doing another movie and it's going to be releasing later this year. And it's Heart. going to be about Scandinavian folklore. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, another horror movie. So, I'm interested in seeing that because with their first movie. This could either be a masterpiece and he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Or I'm reading too much into some of the right. nuances. He just got lucky. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing this, the next movie that he comes out with to see, is lightning going to yeah. strike twice?
0: Right, exactly. Let's see what he can do. So, I mean, I guess with this movie, I mean, I was really lost with words with it after it was done and everything. Really good movie. Um, rating system. I don't know even know how to rate it. To yeah, be man. honest with you, yeah. I wouldn't know what to give it. I mean, it's good, it's worth your time. Yeah, I would suggest um, it to someone, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't
1: couldn't tell them how good
0: it was. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't know how to rate it. I mean, and just because, you know, all people have all different kind of bases of fear and everything, but yeah, I really wouldn't know how to rate this movie. I would say it's worth your time. Check it out. I mean, even if we spoiled all of it for you, I would still say, you know, check it out for sure.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know thought like, now I'm getting more into this genre of elevated horror because yeah. this is what it falls into. Right. Yeah. Elevated horror. That's why I want to check out Get Out. And a lot of people put The Witch in the same categories uh-huh. and stuff like that. So these are movies that I definitely want to check out because it's that blur between art and horror. Right. And building suspense and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, but I don't want to be too pretentious to be like, oh, this is the only
0: horror movies that are like, I, I like Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like Slashers. I want, you know, I wouldn't mind something bloody and dumb. And yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, as far as this movie goes, I mean, definitely check it out. I'm a little upset that, you know, it didn't get, it only got nominated for like Indie Awards. Mm. So it's not really getting nominated for any of like big picture stuff, yeah, even yeah. though it was out in theaters. And I don't—I can't even tell you what's getting nominated this year, other than probably Black Panther. But I'm a little upset that Toni Collette, you know, that she isn't getting nominated for like best best actress of the year. I mean, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's getting nominated. Well, um, mm-hmm. it, I don't know what movie, but she, you know, I mean, Melissa McCarthy's getting nominated. and Toni yeah. Collette, you know, yeah. Man. <laughs> but
1: even if they didn't have the horror elements, say they took out that last 20 minutes yeah. of it. It would still be a very compelling drama, it would. I think. Mm-hmm. Just the dynamic of the family and just uh, all the shots are so beautiful. It really makes up yeah. for any shortcomings that the movie has. It's just it it does take I, I, I will say that taking that sharp left turn into Crazy Town. Yeah. Some people may not be on that. Some people right. may think, oh, this is a crappy movie. Uh-huh. But you you got to pull yourself out of it a little mm. bit. You got to look beyond the veil, just kind of understand where the, uh, that this movie is trying to break the norms of right. horror style. And as you mentioned, all the things that
0: you thought were going to happen in this movie mm-hmm. don't end up happening. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And I can understand why, like, you know, someone who watches the movies on the regular who aren't, you know, big time nerds like us, you know what I mean? I can see how they could think like, Oh, this movie didn't really do it for me because mm. maybe they're used to the type of jump scares that they get all the time and everything. But I would still say, you know, yeah, just check the movie out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it 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 does not follow those tropes and it does make you think a bunch of things are gonna happen and none of it does <laughs> because I mean, if watching the first twenty minutes of the movie, if you would have guessed that it was about. Uh, demon slash god of mischief named payment who was possessing people and in charge of a cult and it was all cult based you know what i mean like i don't know how you would get that like
1: (laughs) and with a name like hereditary it's still ambiguous to is it the bloodline hereditary that in order for payment to to come into the world it needs to be of the bloodline of Uh lay or is it the mental illness that is being passed down through the actions that that's hereditary that the things that your parents did you are more likely to do and then your children right. are more likely to do or is it the mental illness is being passed down I, it's yeah. just
0: it's it can go i i mean i guess that's the thing that we were talking about it can go either way you know demon worship worshiping mental illness hell you can throw both in there and i think it's still where you know what i yeah, mean yeah it still works really well but I think that's all I've got left to say with Hereditary. Is there anything you want to add in there? Three naked people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think next thing we'll do is we'll move on to our next segment, which is basically we've got mail. So Sean emailed us and he wants to know if you could pick a movie and basically have it redone with a different director, what movie would you pick? Mm. And I'm assuming... Which director, as well, also? Yeah, and you can pick any movie. Okay. Change out the director. Hmm. <laughs> I guess my funny one would be Lord of the Rings, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I think anything, Michael Bay. <laughs> Hereditary, Michael Bay. <laughs> Just random explosion. Random explosion. <laughs> that fire scene with uh, <laughs> with uh, Steve would have really, really. Blown oh it yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: let me see. I got to think about this. Um, you know, I I do like Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. I would want to see him. You know, he's done a lot of iconic movies growing up. And if I were to pick a movie, I, I, I'm thinking a, a good horror. Who did The Shining? Do you know who did The Shining? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley the Kubrick. Shining, yeah.
0: I, I, the movie one.
1: What if Steven Spielberg did Shining? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Um, just... Michael Bay doing the Shining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just how uh, Steven Spielberg would do horror and how he would kind of instill that sense of
0: atmosphere and mm-hmm. eeriness. I I think that would be very I interesting. I mean, he did do Jaws. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you could kind of label that as horror, sort of. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess it'd be, like, in its but own different category. It's a different... It's
1: a that supernatural psychological horror, yeah,
0: and I would like to see that from, okay. from uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, what about this director Ari Aster that we just praise for all his, lore, you know <laughs> what I mean? That we just, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know. I, I still would like to see
1: how he takes. um uh it, I, I don't know if he's going to stick to horror, right? And, and I know that there's a lot of new directors that have mm-hmm. come, been coming in, like. Like Jordan Peele, we were talking about earlier, would get out. His first movie that he wanted to do was a horror movie. And I don't know if horror and suspense is just an easier
0: medium to jump into, Mm -hmm. but actually I don't think so at all. It usually is. So usually horror movies, they can do like smaller budget Mm -hmm. and they usually make more money than what you put into them. Mm -hmm. So, So at least usually that's how kind of horror... Yeah. Typically, go. You can do a small amount of budget. You can typically get a huge amount of return okay. Out
1: okay. Of it, so. Well, I uh, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I think back to Paran- paranormal activity. Yeah. And that was just basically shot in a handy cam or whatever. Yeah. Or
0: even like the first like Halloween movie. I think they shot that for like three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> and that movie yeah. made a lot more than. $3, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So.
1: so. Yeah. I I don't know. I uh, I I don't know if Ari Aster or
0: Aster is going to stay within the horror genre. I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, even John Krasinski, his first movie coming out was a horror movie, A Quiet oh. Place. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Jim from The Office. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, what about you? Uh with Ari Aster, I mean, I'm still set on Michael Bay doing Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> just for funsies, I mean, like, <laughs> but with Ari Aster, I mean, I wouldn't mind him doing the It movie. Mm. So just because that's still like in that same yeah, kind of yeah, horror yeah. element and everything or even just doing like a different kind of Stephen King adaptation too as well. So, but I think with this guy definitely next thing he comes out with, I'll probably, I'll most likely give it a watch. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Maybe I mean, not in theaters, but yeah, no, definitely. Because in theaters, you're stuck at yeah. least with like at home, you can pause it. You can turn on every light possible. So you can do tons of things right there. Um, but is there anything else you want to add? Cause I'll just going to go into the next segment. So, um, uh, uh... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, you can go, go for it. Okay, right. If you think of something, let me know. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so uh, next thing that we got is recommendations. So over the weekend, I saw Rain of the Superman. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's on uh, the DC app and everything. That's the brand new super animated Superman movie that came out. It's basically... Um, it's after Superman just died from Death of Superman from Doomsday mm. and he comes back and there's all these different Superman it's got Superboy in there it's got a mechanical Superman <laughs> it's got a hologram one you got so many different Superman in interesting. there and interesting and you get you get original recipe Superman but he has a mullet where he comes back in that black <laughs> in that black outfit and everything oh and he comes back with a mullet wow and and after I saw it, I was like, I feel like Zack Snyder should, or, you know, the DC Warner Brothers, they should watch the animated ones because they're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, definitely, they're man. They're really doing a good job in the animated universe because I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, when see, in the Zack verse, Superman coming back from being dead, I wouldn't mind seeing him depowered for a bit, mm. you know, because then you can really show you know, it's not just Superman having these powers that makes him so special. It's the person. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether powers or no powers, it's the person who he is. So, yeah, yeah. Which I felt like was a missed opportunity, but there's yeah, a, there I, are a lot of those. So. I, get
1: in, I get into this fight all the time, I, I feel, when talking about Superman. I like Superman's Boy Scout character. Uh-huh. And people, other people hate it. They think it's unrealistic, but he's fighting for this country or this nation that he or this world that yeah. he has now called his home and if you disagree with me at me at me on twitter or instagram <laughs> and or dm me whatever
0: and then we'll we'll talk it out yes yeah. so, i mean i like that idea too because i mean all these universes they're trying to do, you know well at least i guess you could say the majority they're trying to do like that oh that gritty real world type of stuff and everything but you know there's nothing about superman that's real world like you know? yeah yeah and i wouldn't mind seeing him you know turn into the you know turn into that boy scout this is the person you know who will you know try to save everyone that he can so i mean that part i definitely don't mind better than any superman than you know what i mean we haven't really gotten a good superman since <laughs> probably uh when he turned back time with <laughs> So we probably have never gotten a real yeah. good Superman. Yeah, basically right there. So but you know, who knows? You know, a company might take a Superman like character and make him better. I mean, I think Shazam could be Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's very oh, of course he's very Superman like, you know, with all his yeah, powers. Yeah. So, you know, that could be your more ideal Superman than you know Henry Cavill's Superman. And, and
1: the idea that being raised in the suburbs inside Mm -hmm. of a country setting with like an old couple that try to instill with you like, you know, kindness and being humble and, and all these good values. Like they, they want to make it more not grounded. They want to make it more tainted that, Oh, he can't be that good. No, like he's, he's outside of that. And he's, he's, Figured out for himself that this is the person that I want to be. I want to be mm-hmm. someone that fights for truth and justice. Yeah. And I want to save those that are being hassled and stuff. So uh, why they have to change that formula and make Superman this gritty, yeah. like Batman-esque
0: character. Should I save these people? Should I not? Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean,
1: Because go- the whole point of him at being Superman is he fights for what is right and what is good. Right. But I don't
0: know. Yeah. I mean, at least we're getting good adaptations of him in the animated version. So uh, (laughs) we'll see what happens with the live action. But I don't think there's any Superman, you know, Superman movies coming up live action with Henry Cavill at all. Mm, So, yeah, I mean, they've said so many different movies that they're going to make. Plastic Man, the Doom Birds of Prey, a Joker movie that's not connected to anything. But, you know, you've got one of the biggest superheroes of all time. And he's just, you know what I mean? Henry Cavill's not doing anything like
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they with DC, like the cinematic universe they've milked the main characters yeah. so much
0: and now they want to try like plastic man that sounds very interesting yeah i mean, I mean that yeah <laughs> Geek Keanu or something i think at one time he was up for that role mm. as plastic man like a long time ago but <laughs> i wasn't sure how they're going to do it but that's all i've got for pretty much recommendations um is there anything you want to recommend anything you're watching reading listening or uh
1: i've been watching uh law and order svu <laughs> Oh <no. laughs> i don't know what it is about this show but i always gravitate back to it it's one of those shows that when i put it on i can't help but watch you know when you're just doing things around the house and then you put on the office so you yeah. put on parks and rec and you just have it play in the background uh-huh. with with law and order if i put it on That's my afternoon. I'm going to start watching it. (laughs) And I don't know what it is about these crime dramas that I'm really drawn into. Uh I like Criminal Minds as well and CSI. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, Law & Order, it's had a long run. And honestly... The thing that I like about
0: it is that it's self-contained. You can just put on any episode
1: that's and then true. that's it. That, the,
0: the, that'll that be good. That's true. You don't have to put... There's no long series arc or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, how many seasons? Is that? That's got to be like 13 or lot. 15 seasons. There's a lot. There's a lot,
1: man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's on Hulu. I, I have to check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, anything else you got for
1: recommendations or we'll move on to our next thing? Uh, oh, on Netflix, they also have... That uh, I haven't started yet, but it looks very interesting. It's mm-hmm. called Kingdom. Oh, I yes.
0: read a little bit about it after you told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It takes place in Korea, and it's just a, a feudal Korean like uh, dynasty, uh-huh. and they're dealing with a zombie outbreak. And one thing that I hate about these modern day zombie movies and TV shows mm-hmm. is that. Nowadays, you and I, if we saw an undead walking around, we would immediately think, oh, that's a zombie. How come these people in a post-apocalyptic world or a modern day setting, these people don't understand what zombies are? I can. And with Kingdom, I can understand that Uh it's it takes place in feudal Korea and there they it's something that they don't know about they're not yeah. tied in with pop culture or modern uh-huh. day uh, norms or whatever because this so, is old school korea right yes, this yes. is like samurai swords yeah and yeah. Like, yeah yeah so and they're dealing with this outbreak and they think it's they think it's a disease they think it's some sort of sickness they don't know what it is right. and they're just trying to combat it they don't know the weaknesses like we know weaknesses yet the right, yeah. brains or whatever. <laughs> so it's just this king and this dynasty. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Looked very interesting, and I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, so, I should
0: yeah. probably. I would definitely want to check that out too. I mean, I don't mind zombies being in, peri- <laughs> you know, like period pieces. Not like you know, what was it, Pride and Prejudice and zombies? Oh not, yeah, not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. like that. You know, I wouldn't mind. You know. Civil War era zombies, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting take. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for the show. Do you have anything else you want to add on, Ryan? Or uh, No, man. All right. You uh, just go into plugs and then that's it. There you go. Let's close out the show. So uh, if you have any questions, recommendations, you just want to kind of chat a little bit, you can always reach us at talkingflick at gmail.com. You can send us messages of that. You can reach us at flick underscore tw- uh, talking at Twitter. Same. Any questions or recommendations, uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this to. I know Apple's a big one. Now Spotify's a big one because they own Anchor. So I guess they own me or us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, please leave us a review, um, you know, as far as stars and, you know, leave a little writing, you know, if you really like the show. So leave a nice little review if you can. If you want to check in a buck to help kind of keep the lights on uh feel free to donate to our patreon and that's on our app too as well. So anything you're listening to this on to, it'll say how you can help support the channel. Uh definitely helps keep the lights on and if you like the content, hey, tell your family, friends, whoever you can. Uh definitely check out Ryan's show Dragon Questicles and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh if you like listening to my voice and if you want to hear me and a couple of friends
1: tell this fantastical story of wizards and, wizard, yeah, wizards and knights and sword fighting and all of that. Check out our D&D real play, po- real play podcast, Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. If you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ryan__.com.
0: That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. And yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week with a new special guest speaker and that'll be it hopefully yes hopefully (laughs) so so uh we'll let you guys know what we'll be listening what we'll be doing next week or pretty much over twitter too as well um have a good rest of your week guys and we will see we will see you next time stay safe
1: all right take care guys